<laughs> and welcome back to the Lambency Show. I am Lambency, joined here from uh, by Mikey RP Gamer from the Lambencyshow.com to do our weekly anime recap. How have you been this week, Mikey? Disgusting, man. Disgusting. <laughs> vomited and oh god. Yeah, sounds no. like me last week. Yeah, yeah. Not 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 been a great time this week. Not been a great time at all. I can fully understand that and stuff. I'm still technically recovering, but somehow I was able to make it through the work week this week. Last week, I wasn't able to work at all. Like, at all. I've, I've identified the the issue, then you you gave it to me through Discord. Yeah, yeah, because, uh, you know, instead of a normal computer virus, I actually strive on hacking people's computers to give them actual viruses uh, that affect their actual mental health and well-being. You know, I hack people's souls, so to speak. <laughs> you know, I don't care about your credit card info. I don't care about your money situation and stuff. What I care about is your overall health and well-being and stuff. If I can hack your health, I'm all the more powerful. Oh, don't. That's something that actually happened to me this week as well. Uh, my Microsoft account got hacked. Yeah, Honestly, I thought I was the only one. Uh, my Microsoft account got hacked. My Best Buy account got hacked. Which I forgot even how to Best Buy account. Wait, wait, it gets better. It gets better. My Microsoft account get, gets hacked. Uh, and I find out, because on that day, I have a text from my credit card company saying, you are near your credit limit. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Checks in. I was like, Xbox? Like, did I forget to cancel something? £500? What? It goes on to my Xbox. I was some fucker only decided they were going to try order themselves a Series X with a new controller. And the place that it was addressed to, which is not my my home address, uh, I Google Maps it, and it was like some. The roof was gone. It was like it was destroyed. It was like some half abandoned factory. And I was like, "The fuck, you slimy little prick!" So um, I still remember the time my Wish account got hacked because I had so many <laughs> refunds uh, that gave me like Wish cash. Uh, mainly because they kept messing up my orders, so I kept, like, asking for a refund, because I'm like, it, like, I ordered a bunch of things all at once, and, like, 90% of the shit was not what they said it was, where uh, it came in broken, so I got, I had, like, 150 wish cash sitting there, and I forgot yeah. about it, like, I completely forgot about it, until all of a sudden, I, I'm looking at my emails, and, uh, you know, they're like, Thank you for changing your address. I'm like, wait, what the? And then I look, and I've got all these, in, uh, you know, pending orders. And I look at the address that was changed to some dude in India. And I'm like, you know, it's always some dude in India, right? It is always some dude in India. You know, so like, I finally got access to my account back, and I changed my name to Fuck You Hackers. <laughs> and I used all my wish cash like immediately. And since then, nobody's tried to hack it again. I guess they really wanted my wish cash. Mate, I... Yeah. Yeah, I'll have that wish cash. You Mind know. you, this is right when the pandemic started and everybody was losing their jobs and everything. So, like, people were struggling for money and all... I feel like all of a sudden, you know, these hackers became more rampant. Mate, you should have seen me. I was in a tizzy. I was, like, ringing my credit card company. I had Microsoft on the other phone. And, oh, man... And that's, that's just the beginning of my dramas this week. I've had Twitter fucking beef and drama, as you've seen. I had a statement. Uh, I've had... Oh, I had to cancel my Twitch affiliate ship as well. That's my other big news. Why'd you have to cancel uh, that? So in the UK, we have a benefit system called Universal Credit. And 
I wasn't aware because basically, if you're employed and you're not on benefits, everyone knows this. Whether I'm not sure if it just applies to the UK, but anyway, over here, if you're employed regularly, no benefits. If you earn more than a thousand pounds, you then have to declare it to the government to pay pay tax on it, and then declare yourself self-employed. However, if you're on benefits, it doesn't matter how much you earn, and there's no information online to find that out at all. I, I literally got lucky that I think it was Sophie Darling on Twitter posted it up. Um, the, it doesn't matter how much you earn, you actually do need to tell them. So I've just had to backdate myself for like six, seven hundred pounds worth of Twitch earnings in the last since January last year. Uh, and they were like, oh, you need to declare yourself self-employed. And I was like, fuck that. I would rather be on Twitch as a non-affiliate, not earning any money, than declare myself self-employed because you're just going to fuck over all my financial situation if you do that. And I'm going to lose benefits and there's going to be less money and it ain't just going to work out well. Yeah, and it, I was, it's That reminds me a lot of US money, but go ahead. Finish, finish up. The, 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 the borderline problem is there's just, there's just not enough information from Twitch or the UK government on it at all. Like, to do with streaming or anything like that like the person on the phone who i spoke to today she like barely knew what streaming was and i was just there just like trying to explain it which was like trying to speak to a fucking brick wall and being slapped by a dead fish at the same time and it, it was just felt like i was going nowhere until eventually I managed to get it sorted but no i was like now fuck this hassle i ain't gonna declare myself self-employed and possibly lose more money than I'm actually going to be making. Because let's be real, I was only getting like a hundred quid, a hundred, sorry, a hundred pounds uh, every four months at best. I was like, whereas if I declare myself self-employed, I'd be losing over 300 pounds a month from my benefits. It's just not worth it. Mm. It's just not worth it at all. Yeah. So, uh, See, in my particular yeah, state, uh, I get taxed about four or five times per pay. All right. Yeah. Uh, let me explain this to you, alright? So, if I make money, they tax me. Alright? If I buy something, I get taxed. If I own something, I get taxed. And then at the end of the year, they tax me again. So, the minimum wage is now $15 an hour out here. Yeah. And after you get all these taxes, I've done the math, alright? First of all, after your paycheck alone... It goes from $15 to like $10.50. All right. Yeah. Uh, every purchase is like 6.25% tax. Um, and then, like I said, if you own something, you get taxed for property taxes and stuff. And then you get taxed at the end of the year. And after all is said and done, you're really making about $7 an hour. It's, it's just disgusting, man. I'm like, all right. And the thing is, off, but... the thing is, is when you go for benefits or anything, if you go for any assistance and stuff, they <laughs> don't look at how much you make after all taxes are taken out. They look at what your gross total should be. Um, you know, so if it says that I make, for example, uh, $500 per week, in reality, yeah. I really made about $200 per week uh, after taxes are taken out. But they're going to look at my benefits as if I was making the full 500 See, the biggest thing for me here, right, was that if I didn't find this out from Sophie Darling on Twitter, and if I didn't go to Universal Credit themselves and say, hey, look, I've been streaming since January, and yeah, I never knew it was considered self-employment because there's no information online about it. I didn't know that I had to declare anything. I said... 
But then I realized, and it dawned on me after more research, if I didn't go and tell them and they decided to pick me up on it in the future, they could have accused me of benefit fraud, which would have meant I could have gone to prison for 10 years over something as unintentional as this. That's how serious it is and how much of a lack of information it is. And I was scouring Twitter and I was like, oh my God, literally barely any UK streamers know about this. How many people could they fuck over with this? And it's it's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. I was like, no, fuck this. It's, it's just not worth it. Fair enough. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, it's, that's, it, my, that's my drama. It, it's, it's not fun. Trust me. I know how unfun it is. Uh, you know, well, I know, day, I I know was, people I who don't work at all in my area. And they live significantly better lives than I do. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, you know, meanwhile, that's, that's meanwhile, I'm struggling just to get yeah. some benefits and stuff to supplement so I can continue to chase my dream. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that's, the that's only very... reason I want benefits is to supplement what we're doing here and stuff. So that way I can continue to chase a dream until this is sufficient enough to support not only me, but everyone who works for the company. I'd love for us to be able to get paid to the point where you don't even have to worry about benefits because you know you're getting paid enough as it is. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. I, I hear exactly what you mean there. And that's, that's why I was like on my channel. I was like, look, I'm not trying to make my channel a business. My channel is just for a fucking hobby. It's not like how we're trying to make a business out of this. So I was like, it's it's just it's just not fucking worth it. Like For some extra pocket money, just I'm going to be making a loss than, than a win. Um... And like with all the twit fucking drama that was going on revolve around Twitch and everything, I was like, you know what, you know what, let's just let's just drop it. Let's just done. Come back as a non-affiliate and just chill and play some fucking shit. So that's See, my, on the bright uh, side, at least this week we've already gotten your "I'm quitting." I'm putting in my two-week notice uh, joke that you do all the time. You already did it on Twitter yesterday, so we got that out of the way. Hey, look, 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 look! If you're gonna ruffle some feathers, mate, with with some with some satire humor that you know is gonna fucking trigger me after this week, you you're gonna get that message, right, bud? You're you know, the funny it. thing is, is I said to Vex I was gonna do it. She's like, no, no, it's still a fresh wound. I'm like, that's the point. That's what makes it funny. Because he knows that. I'm on his side, but I just think it's funny to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Oh, talk about week four, but I did rearrange my shelf by, by here. As well. Vex had your back, by the way. But <laughs> appreciate you. Instead of having games next to me now, guys, you could see my manga collection, which is I thought was more fitting for the an weekly anime recap. Oh yeah, that's together. right. My, you remember the Sword Art Online Kono Yuki, Kono Yuki uh, Noodle Stopper statue that I've been waiting forever on that I've been complaining about. Finally, not came. Finally came in. Yeah, you love it. Yeah, but now. Now I have a problem, though, because oh. they only made three noodle stoppers, which is oh, uh, one for Alice, one for Asuna, and one for uh, Konoyuki, which, yep. you know, they're great. Don't get me wrong. Unfortunately, they tilted all their heads. All right, so two of their heads tilt to the right. One of them tilts to the left. So you can't have them all sit next to each other and make it look like they're all having a conversation because it always looks, always looks like one person's third wheeling as they look in the distance. <laughs> I'm just like, damn it. <laughs> But they're still great statues. They really are. Oh, 100%. Like, once once this year is over and, like, I'm finally getting back on my feet, I'm looking forward to being able to get some more statues and longer again. It's just the end of this year is just going to be a fucking And I just found fight. out that another... Uh, I had three back orders and stuff. Uh, so I have a two Loburu 
statue coming in. And the last thing I have on back order, and I feel so bad for Kojiro. You've seen Kojiro in the chat before. Um, Kojiro, uh, as a reward for being with me for as long as he has, I think uh, the other stream he hit like 52 months in a row subscribed. Yeah. Um, but this guy's been around forever. You know what I mean? Um, and when he was at like, I want to say 44, 45, I went out and pre-ordered him a Vegeta, a Vegeta statue that, you know, I'm obviously going to pay for when it comes in and stuff, but it gets shipped right to him. And that's the only thing still on my pre-orders. I'm like, of course his reward that's been sitting there since like October of last year is still waiting. Just like, but then again, the two things that are now coming in have been sitting there on pre-order for like a year and a half as well. That's just mental. That's crazy. So, you know. It's actually crazy. Yeah. Alright, but I suppose after about a 15 minutes of uh, rants and everything, we should probably get this party started, eh? Oh, 100% we should get this party started and uh, just, just get you going, you know, guys, like, some of these reviews this week are kind of mid. Some of them are broken vexes, golden shower scale, okay? That's, that's the way I'm going to put it out there for... If, if I'm to coin a Vex phrase. So some of them, some <laughs> of them will make her tinkle. Well, it, it, me. Yeah, they make me tinkle. But yes, if we're... If we're... <laughs> Vex won't understand any of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... Uh, starting off, we have I'm the Villainous on Taming the Final Boss. So this one isn't mid this week, guys. This one is... Pace is picking up. And I commented last week how we were going to be going into a anime-only um content now uh but i was wrong or i was half right how do i put this we finished the manga content we're now into light novel content which means this is the first time we've ever had pen to paper so to speak uh illustrations of this uh arc uh there is no reference to draw off no anything these are completely original designs and everything based off of purely um descriptions and obviously the author themselves trying to direct uh how they would look like uh so in this part now we enter into the second game which is based in the same world uh and it bases the premise off of uh mc the villainous and her newly king or print or king to be uh made demon king uh and we find out that some of the demons are rebelling because the Demon King is with a Holy Sword Maiden, which is obviously our villainous. Um, and so they go to the Academy, uh, which is where this is all happening. Uh, and he doesn't want her to go. So she goes into the, enrolls into the Academy as a boy, cuts her hair and everything, and enrolls as a boy. Uh, and the Academy is very misogynistic. It's very anti-females. Um... It's very females should be prim and proper and in their place, and you know, don't don't speak ill to the men. Um, so we're trying to hunt down the demons. She's also got all this new high school drama to deal with. New love interests, absolute love interests reflect those of the second game. Uh, a new demon lord candidate. So from what I've made out, it's uh, the leader of the student council is a demon. Uh, who is a potentiality to be a demon lord. Uh, and it seems the demons who are rebelling against the current demon lord are trying to rally around him. 
Uh, I'm obviously he's he's not have many people. He doesn't really want to take over. Uh, so our villainess's mission now is to try and make her. Sorry, is to try and make him. Um, fall for her like she did with the other demon lord, and she does love the other demon lord. So she's kind of bringing a de maybe she's building like a demon lord harem. I'm not sure. Um, but for content in this episode, it was pretty damn good. Like it was. We, a lot of us were worrying that oh no it's going to be over oh no it's going to be mid now we've got no actual content this is just eh. but no it's doing really well it was really enjoyable to watch very fresh perspective considering we're only five episodes in keeping us on our toes um yeah i'm i'm quite enjoying this shoujo anime which would usually make me puke oh there are some decent shoujo animes and stuff like i brought up the fact that uh, a while back, I watched Fruits Basket, which I was fully not expecting to like it at all. Um, mm. And turned around, it actually had an amazing story, and it only really needed that one female character. Because, you know, she was just like the epitome of everything you would want in a girlfriend, you know? And like the way she carried herself and conducted herself. Sometimes the story and the way they do the characters is so good that uh, it shall I say, transcends what you're normally accustomed to and still draws you in. Oh, 100%. Like, there, there are very few that do it, um, but the ones that do it are doing it well, so I will, I'll give it that for sure. Um, I'll be honest, though, I would have never given Fruits Basket a shot if it wasn't for uh, Oran High School uh, Host Club. <laughs> you know i watched that when i was younger and you know that made me you know open to the idea of that kind of anime and stuff because it was just done so well and the humor was like god tier yes you know i agree anyone who hasn't watched Oran high school host club go watch it please um i agree i agree it's a very good show extremely all right so moving on Go ahead. I said I concur. Oh, uh, you concur. <laughs> uh, moving along, we have the daily life of the immortal king. Lamb, lamb, lamb. Guess what? Uh, chicken butt. We finally moved away from Pokemon references. <laughs> it finally happened. <laughs> I forgot this was the Pokemon <laughs> reference anime. In all honesty, I was like, is this going to be Final Fantasy... Uh... Uh, what was it? Final Fantasy Chronicles? <laughs> was it Chronicles that was basically Pokemon? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, you know the one Fantasy. I'm talking about. World of Final Fantasy. World of Final Fantasy, yeah, yeah. World of Final Fantasy. I'm like, so this is going to be the anime version of World of Final Fantasy. I knew it was yeah. one of them. I couldn't remember exactly which one. There's so many Final Fantasies. People don't even realize it's more than just the 15 that you're aware of, plus the 16, there's all the other ones. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's spinoffs and, you know, a whole bunch of different things. So, But World of Final Fantasy, I, I thought it was hilarious because it basically was Pokemon. So I'm glad to hear that they finally got off the <laughs> reference because, I'll be honest, I got halfway through World of Final Fantasy and stopped playing because I just, I, I it, it was just too it. much. It, it, I couldn't take it. it was, I was like, if I was going to play this kind of game, I would have just played Pokemon. Like this yeah. uh, to me, World of Final Fantasy was just like a cross between Kingdom Hearts, uh, Kingdom Hearts wannabe combined with Pokemon. 
it was it was it was a good good little game but yes it was too reference written much like the first sorry episode two three and four of the daily life of the mortal king season three which i i've like I said it before, I love this show, okay? It does like to take the piss out of other shows. It does like to reference other shows. But the Pokemon references were getting a little bit So let me guess, they moved on to One Punch Man references? <laughs> no, no, we haven't got any references in this episode. Thank fuck for that, okay? So this episode was all about the magic swords that every cultivator has. Uh, and how our Shumli... Uh, his sword, as he's so powerful when he was a kid, etc. He could make any sword powerful. Okay, he's a cultivator. He could cultivate any sword. And he picks a little wooden dagger um, over this massive golden dragon-headed sword he could have had. Um, but what happens is the guy is so flabbergasted he gives the gives uh, Shumli the sword, but not the sheath. Anyway, keep that in mind. We'll be touching on that in a second. So, his sword has been rebellious. Now, he they're all testing their swords in this kind of arena, kind of like a Yu-Gi-Oh! kind of arena setting uh, from GX. It's kind of like that kind of setting, uh, quite boxed, stood away from each other, diving in the middle. Um, and so, our MC's friend dives at him with these massive, like, buster sword level kind of sword. And he raises his dagger... Hits it like a couple of times, and uh, he puts a massive dent in it. Like it goes from being a sword to like a ninety degree angle, um, and it's, it's hilarious to watch. But then something weird starts happening on the pitch next to them with their other friends, uh, and one of the friends uses one sword, but several iterations of it. So uh, it's a water based sword, and it can there's twelve of them all together. And they're female swords, and they all get attracted to this one sword like a magnetic pull. Keep in mind that I said female. Anyway, we cut then to one of their other friends who is a blacksmith uh, for these swords. And she takes them to their sister, who's more renowned, more well-known, etc. And she explains how the swords are in their awakening stage, which is basically like human puberty. And the sword is becoming rebellious. The sword is getting attracted to the other gender. The other gender is becoming attracted to the sword. And when you're in your uh, awakening stage, you have a bigger magnetic pull. And due to Shumli's sword being so powerful, its magnetic pull is humongous. Um, so yeah, that was fun. And uh, it basically then sees... This big booba, uh, a very up high uh, blacksmith sister, and it clings to her. It clings to her. Anyway, before they get a chance to fix it, they get a phone call saying that a white robe person is also bending swords. And uh, y'all need to jump on over there and see what you can do to help. So they all go, and you, well, indeed, there's a white, there's a white robed girl, little girl about 10 maybe, with this massive woven hat um, looking for a sword and to cut a long story short so I'm not including too many spoilers uh, for the content itself but there is a big spoiler incoming in your face um, the 
this girl happens to be the incarnation of the sheath of this sword, like I mentioned. So we go full circle now. Um, and so, as I mentioned in previous episodes, Shungni's sword can turn into this little 10-year-old boy. And as it happens, the sheath is this little 10-year-old girl. And he stabs her with the sword, and they become one, and everyone's happy again. And it's a very heartwarming, heartfelt episode, and also really dives into the world of the swords that we've been nagging the series to do for a while. Um, but I will say, it never ceases to amaze me just how fucking powerful Shonley is. Like, it's it's just disgusting. Like, I look at Saitama, I'm thinking, who had the idea to build such a broken character? But then I look at Shonley, and, and then I'm like, ah, Saitama who? Saitama go and get his ass whooped. That's who. So, um, yeah. Very, very good episode. Very enjoyable. And no fucking Pokemon references. Yeah. Well, you know, at least I didn't have Pokemon references that time. But, you know, typical know. And stuff. Uh, you can't deal with, can't it, deal with a girl, just stab her. Exactly. Just, just, just stab her. And then she might fuse into being your sister and become the sheath to your sword. Yeah, that's typical anime. <laughs> that I said it out loud. <laughs> if I stab this little girl with my sword, she will become my sheath. <laughs> that doesn't sound I'm any going better. To prison. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It could be worse. You could be talking about Shiro from No Game No Life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, <coughs> mind you, they have like statues of Shiro that go for like $300 because everyone's like in love with her. And I'll, all I'm thinking to myself is like, all right, so I get how a lot of the animes they have like the girls at like 15, 16 high school age because that's just what they do. Shiro's 12. Yep. It, it does like, it's something I commented on uh, a little while ago is that the, the Japanese over-sexualization of younger women um, and even younger men, like, it's just so wrong and so twisted. I think part of the and problem, like, though, is if you look at their age of consent, their age of consent is 13. It's just, it's wild, man. It's so wild. And, like, someone, there was a post on Twitter the other day as well about the uh, a Hegel face, um, which was created by a, I think it was by a known pedophile or someone who made pedophilic um, works, like, hentai. Um... And how all of these now TikTokers and people are just imitating this face for like thinking, oh, it's funny, it's a meme, it's cute, all anime fans love this, he 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 he. When in actual fact, they have no understanding of the realm behind it. Like, don't get me wrong, me personally, I meme it. Like, I, my friend sent me a, a picture the other day and I put an Ahieko face straight on his face just to meme it. Don't get me wrong, I have no qualms with that. But it's when they're over. Like, there's, there's a difference between memeing and then there's a difference between actually, like, doing it to yourself and then also not understanding the connotations behind it and the history. And, yeah, it's... it's mm, Japan's got a lot of questionable um, philosophies. I mean, but who can forget their uh, well-known philosophy of if there is an anime girl, there must be an octopus nearby <laughs> they got their whole Moving other on. thing going on in japan 
We're not going to talk tentacles, okay? Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on Can't to you. My Hero Academia. Sorry, sorry. What did you say? I got tongue-tied. Yeah, yeah, good, good. I'm glad. Uh, guys. Whoa! Whoa! Straight fire. Um, like, 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 we had Endeavor on this episode, fire. And he wasn't even in the episode. Okay, that, that joke kind of failed there. We lead on from the last episode where um, Hawks' wings are pretty much burned off. We've had twice dead uh, at the hands of Hawks. Um, but we shift now back to the hospital side of things. So remember, guys, this is a two-pronged attack on the war against them. The one prong being against the base where everyone else is. And the other prong being against the Nomu, the Doctor, and Shigaraki, who, until this episode, was in a coma, comatose state uh, as he was being worked on by the Doctor being made more powerful. So the episode was fire. We see a really strong Nomu first fighting against Aizawa and President Mike, and it was great to see President Mike in action. Like, it's, it's Ray, okay? And I like President Mike in action. Um... And there's other heroes there who are less well-known, and obviously we had our lovely bunny girl who's currently now being, being beat to a pulp at the moment. But she's still kick-ass. Um, and it's really fucking good, and you can feel the tension. You could cut it with a fucking knife. Um, and, like, you, you, you've got to... The mission here is to destroy the machines so that they can't reawaken Shigaraki early. Um, obviously, spoiler warning, that doesn't happen in Shigaraki's awake for the end of the episode, however, that's by the by, okay? Um, it was so tense, and the clutch victory went to President Mike. Like, he, they sent him, he sprinted faster than I think even Deku at one point, uh, and screamed to the point where there was blood coming out of his mouth to shatter the, um machine and the tube that Shigaraki was in. Uh, only for Shigaraki to fall out of this, but they're still landing in, in liquid where there was an electric current still running through for it, through it and unfortunately reawakens. Um, now, yeah, that was major, but we've got some major other things. We're also going to touch into manga territory here, guys, so be warned. Um, now, we, we know, manga readers, that Shigaraki is going to pretty much here wipe out most of the heroes that went to the hospital with his decay ability in the next episode. We know this. We know that Bunny Girl, who I keep forgetting the fucking name of all the time, President Mike and Aizawa are going to survive as well as ever. You know, they've got plot armor. I believe they're saved by Gran Torino. However, that isn't the manga spoiler I wanna I wanna touch on. That's more important. We had a bigger one, uh, and you see in the final scene, it's muted, but Darby says something to Hawks. And manga readers, we know that Darby reveals his true identity to Hawks here. Now, those of you who read the manga will also know here that Hawks won't die. A certain someone will save him. Uh, and eventually, 
you know, we'll, we'll get to like a kind of midway point in the battle. Um, and, you know, Hawks is never going to be the same again, which is the point I want to touch on here is that the second ranked hero has been burnt, burnt down like Phoenix. Uh, all because of fire. He always said fire was his biggest weakness. Uh, we know he will be able to fight. Uh, we do know that his he will no longer be able to use his feathers like swords, and he will no, no longer be able to wield them all independently. But he will be able to use what feathers are remaining on his back, along with a prosthesis, to still be able to fly. So he's going to have prosthetic wings uh, attached to the remainder of the feathers he has. Um, to still be able to fly. And I believe he uses two dual katanas instead of the sword-like long feathers he'd usually have. Um, so he's still very much a hero, but it's going to be interesting to see what ranking he goes down to now that he's been nerfed, basically. Hit hard. But yeah, guys, this, this it's, it's fire. It's hot. It's, it's great. And... Uh, Oh, look at Miss Midnight there. Mm. Anyway, yeah, great episode. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I still know how many people are just absolutely in love with Himiko. And yeah. all I'm thinking myself, the only reason you think of that is because she's a blonde schoolgirl. <laughs> because <laughs> you are taking away you all of her flaws, which there are many. This <laughs> is not someone you want to go out with. <laughs> Like, she has so many flaws. I mean, I get it. She's hot, but still. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather look at someone who has more personality and everything else like that. Like, more good personality. Uh, case in point, I have one My Hero Academia um, figure. Just one. You want to take a while to guess who it is? Go on. Take a guess. Who do you think I have? Uh... Uraraka. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know you. <laughs> well, it's just because she actually, you know, her character progression is a good character progression throughout the series, and she actually cares about Deku. Um, you know, and you could tell how much she cares by the way she interacts with him. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. As I like, almost uh, destroyed I my entire setup over I... here. I don't know what it is. Like Uraraka just plain annoys me. It's, it's, yeah. You know what it is? Yeah. Is I think it has to do with the age difference. At my age, I just want someone who's gonna be there for me, and uh, you know, who actually genuinely cares and isn't gonna provide me unnecessary headache. So plain to me is perfectly fine. If that's considered plain, then sign me up. So you know. I'd rather have plane over excitement any day, but that's just me. Anyways, what's what her fucking name? Who's my favorite? Um, Funny girl. No, well, I mean, <laughs> uh, Momo. Momo. Momo's that's, not that's bad either. I I can't I like, complain about Momo. Momo's. I, I I like Momo. Momo's cool. Yes. I don't anyway, mind. Yeah. I don't mind Sui either. Sui's cool. You know. Um, Alright, so moving along, we have uh, Beast Tamer, and this is something that I've been looking forward to binging. Which, mind you, I say this 
and you're gonna be mad at me, but I still have yet to watch Kiss X. I'm uh, not Kiss X Six. Why the hell did I almost say Kiss X Six? Um, Licorice Recoil and that other one, that other one that was really popular last season. I've still yet to watch them. Um, I haven't right, had a right. chance to. You haven't started Call of Night, but by next week we're having fucking words. Okay? Hey, listen, listen, listen. I'm still no, catching up no on something. Here, I'm still catching up on something that is in my recommended for this week that you still don't realize is there and haven't covered at all. What? Yeah, yeah. Uh, may I may I direct you to our anime highlights? My recommend my recommended it in anime highlights is still going on. Oh yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, and but, it is but, actually a lot better than you would think. Yeah, but but like I stick to what I said. Okay, I stand by what I said. If you have have not started it by next week, we're having words. Okay, cool. Anyway, I think just for that, I'm gonna purposely avoid it and move on to, uh, you know, something that's like a thousand episodes or something. <laughs> I mean, hey, at the end of the day, it's not gonna be me this this missing out here. Okay, you, you you're gonna you're gonna like maybe we should do a section actually. Where is if you're starting the anime from last season, I can discuss with you about them. That'd be cool. Very nice. Anyway, uh, but anyways, Beast Saber, what do we got? Oh, this this one was good, Lam. Um, so. Whereas in episode 3, he made the contract with the dragon. Now, this episode was like much like episode 2, uh, where he'd made the contract with the uh, Catwoman. We're now learning the abilities of the Dragonite. Uh, and now he's got improved magic. Uh, he's now learning... like He could do magic before, but not very well. Now he can do it insanely well. Uh, Fireball was the main one we were learning here. And it was pretty much just learning the magic. But... We also learned about his past, where the village that he lived in, full of beast tamers, burned down. And he's still very confused. Like, every time he does something, he's like, yeah, but everyone can do this. And the girls are like, no, they can't. Most beast tamers can't do this. So it seems maybe the village he came from was a prodigy of beast tamers. Because everyone that he knew who lived there could do these things, uh, which is very interesting. Uh... And we learned that when his village burned down, he was 12. And as such, was taken in by the police at the time, given over to one of their friends. And he just, he did work to try and live until he entered the Heroes Party. And that was basically the episode. Like, that is the gist of it. He learned magic, we learned about his past. But the cliffhanger was that him, his new two companions, are on the highway, and they run into the Heroes Party. And the hero simply says, long time no see. Episode ends with his face looking like he's seen a fucking ghost. And I'm just there just like, please fucking kick his ass next week. Please fucking kick his ass next week. Please. Please. And like, I gotta wait till Sunday for this shit. Do you know how long that is? Do you? It's, it's painful. Yeah, yeah, I want to see him days. kick his ass. Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> For me, like, precise. Six days, yes. But, yeah, like, this this episode... This is, this is one thing I really highlighted this week, is that for what sounds like little content, there was a lot of content, but it was all a lot the same. But the episode wasn't mid. Whereas we have other episodes this week which uh, have a lot of content and uh, are fucking mid. Anyway... 
Hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, it definitely sounds like something I'd be interested in. All right. So that was 100% my fault, ladies and gents. Uh, my dumbass decided to have some curry chicken before we started the stream. Um, my dumbass decided to have some curry chicken before the stream started. And let's just say it did not agree with my stomach as I just absolutely blew up my toilet. Air freshener can only sell so much. <laughs> but we are back. Uh, and this time it's with management of a novice alchemist. So, as always, guys, I put myself down on the fucking list this week to review episode 3 and episode 4. But, like Bleach, this anime comes out like two hours before the podcast. So I've only managed to review episode 3 because... Like I said last week, if it's a toss-up between the two, it's gonna be Bleach. <laughs> um, anyway, so episode three was action-packed. It was great. You know, we highlighted how they charged for saving lives. Um, and, like, some people were like, why are you asking about money when you're trying to save this person's life? She's like, well, you gotta understand, this is my job. Like, this... And I was like, oh, here we go. We've got American Health Service by here. And I was like, well, no, no, this, like, I'm not going to make you pay off all up in one go. But you need to understand this is a relationship between alchemists and cultivators is that you go out knowing these risks and I make money off of you getting damaged. This, this, this is the longer short of it. I don't want you to get damaged. But, you know, I make money off of you buying the necessary potions to make sure you don't need to come to me for this kind of thing. Uh, so. Everyone understood that by like the guys who were like, "Oh, sure, you know, it was, it was, it was annoying a little bit." But we we really got into the nitty gritty of it. We we saw her reattach a fucking arm and heal this girl to full, uh, and they introduced two new characters as well who seem to be main characters, uh, which is going to be interesting. We also see how strong our MC has gotten to the point where she can one shot these fucking massive flaming days. Invade the village, and it's it's oh, so good, actually quality. And I got me on Tidehouse pumping out the good anime this this season. And management of a novice alchemist is definitely one that I wasn't expected to be good, and is really fucking good. Oh, sorry, that was a yawn. You know, anytime I hear alchemists or anything else like that, I always assume it's not going to be the greatest thing. But it turns out. That generally speaking, they end up doing them really well. It's almost like they should do more alchemy-based animes. But, you know, they, they just don't, you know. But it seems like every time they have done one, they've done one well. Oh, completely, completely. Like, you, you know, this... this I've watched a couple. Yeah, well, there was one last season as well, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. And, oh... Yeah, you're, you're right. They are definitely pulling them out the back here. But moving along, we have, I believe it's called Shinobi no Itoki. Yes, so... Hmm. Hmm. This one I'm still on the fence about. Like, it was a good episode. We are now in the school where he's meant to be protected, but there's still Koga students in the school, so obviously they're still targeting his life as the eager clan leader uh, and how the E-Clan has been framed for killing the Koga clan's last chief um, but he's making friends uh, a couple of friends I should say 
where uh, he can't make many because the COVID clan has basically bought everyone off and said, like, look, if you associate with this guy, we'll make your life a living hell. Um, and we see, like, him learning to use the special ninja gear and everything. And it's it's very... It's well choreographed. It's a very good episode, but the story is very slow-paced. And um, that is often an issue for me personally because like slow paced shows like like throw me in at the deep end it's, it's I'm not going to call it mid because this isn't one that was mid but it was close close and I have a feeling it's going to get better that's for sure um, but this episode could have done more that's for sure fair enough uh, sometimes slow burns are done well other times, not so much. Exactly. So, I guess we'll see where this goes. So, why don't we move along to Immoral Guild? So, yes, Immoral Guild. There's actually been issues with the release this week. Um, I How do I put this? The websites that I use to watch this didn't have the episode up this week. Um, uh, yeah. You talk about the start that starts with nine. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so I haven't had a chance to watch episode three if episode three is even out. So looks like we'll be doing a double back review for this anime next week. Um, but like I said last week, like their uncensored version doesn't even seem that much different from their censored version, which is kind of a letdown. Um, but at the same time, these kids. These sorry, these characters look like kids, so I'm not actually that asked. Like, I'm, I'm not impressed with the character designs. That's not like a safe to show, especially for a show called a Immoral times, Guild. I also feel a lot of times when it's an uncensored versus censored. A lot of times the uncensored just adds like additional like blood and gore. Um, yeah, you know. So a lot of times people just hear uncensored and they just assume that it's going to be like titties. Or something along those lines, which that's not always the case. I've watched several animes. I can't name them any off the top of my head right now, but mainly because I haven't watched a lot of uncensored anime lately, um, with the exception of uh, the one I'm currently watching, which is Harem in the Labyrinth of Another World. But a which lot of mm-hmm. <laughs> but a lot of the that. a lot of the uncensored animes I've been watching as of late and stuff are really it's it has nothing to do with titties or anything. It's just they don't skimp out on any of the gore or anything along those lines or their jokes or whatever it may be. Uh, you know, so... Yeah. If you ever see Uncensored, don't just assume it's always going to be, you know, tits well, and ass. If you ass, decide it's... to watch um, Harem in the Labyrinth of Another World, then... Um, then expect yeah, to see tits and ass. It shouldn't have been on Nine Anime. It should have been on Hanime.tv or Hentai uh, Haven. <laughs> to be fair though it's not a bad story i just wish that I, i'm on like episode six or seven right now and i'm over here like are they ever going to introduce a new character they keep talking about they need another character and now yeah. i'm at an episode where it just ended on uh you know i need to get more frontline guild mates so i'm pretty sure that they're about to find somebody it's just a matter of who yep you know so, well, we couldn't really cover Immoral Guild, so we're going to move on to Love Flops. This is a sneaky one I added in without telling Lamb. 
Yeah, yeah. And then I had to find a trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was very last minute because I was so fucking bored, guys. And you would have noticed that this is why I took off Peter Grill because the catch up whilst watching all of these anime is a grind. So I'm probably going to do a review of season two on that on the website instead. Um, so instead, well, I like I in... said, I, I offered and stuff for you to remove some of these so you can cover them better. And if you want, you can just make articles on the website because, in all honesty, that's part of the reason the website's there. And on top of that, the better uh, you get at writing those articles and stuff, the more chances of people finding us because each of those articles is a new page uh, that is a potential to be seen. Yeah. You know, so as long as it's good content, like, I don't know if you noticed, but I got three articles up yesterday, and uh, Vex is planning on releasing one either today or tomorrow, I want to say. Yeah. It's like with Overlord and um, Nadevil as a part-timer, like, the problem with it is is that they've released a new season of an anime that I haven't watched or caught up with before, so I have a lot more catching up to do. So it's easier to replace it with an anime that's just started. And uh, Love Flops was definitely one that I was umming and ahhing about before we decided what we were going to, going to um, put in. And uh, I'm happy we've, we put it in because this is interesting. Okay, this this is... This anime is so interesting. Like, you, you, sh- you like with last season when we had a couple of cuckoos where it was an organized wedding. Um, Love Flops revolves around a boy and... Four girls and a trap. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know what a trap is, I could get outed for saying this, but I'll always call them traps because that's how I was always raised with it. Okay, I know some people think it's derogatory. I don't see it as that. My personal hot take. Sorry if you see it as derogatory. Anyway, uh, a trap is a anime character who is designed to look female but is actually male. If you've seen Naruto, a great example of this is Haku. Um, who still throws me to this day that it's a boy and not a girl. Anyway. Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you another example for those who have seen it. Um it would be from uh crap, what is the name of the anime? Uh Bake to Test. Hideyoshi oh. is the king <laughs> of traps, okay? Yeah, Hideyoshi is the I don't care what you say, Hideyoshi is the king of traps. <laughs> Especially since all the male characters no matter how many times Hideyoshi says, but I'm a dude, they're just like all convinced that he's female. <laughs> to the point where they had to come up with a whole bathroom for him alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, guys, the, the, it's, a, it's a very common trope to be used. Uh, unfortunately, we have some very snowflakey, and I'm going to get attacked this again for saying that word, I know. But we have some very snowflakey people in the anime community in recent years. Um, and so as, as a lot a of these people of have it, never been told no in their life. Yeah, exactly. And um, like it, like I say, it's a, it's a very hot take. People are gonna write about it, but hey, it's my point of view. Anyway, what I like about this anime is that this guy has been set up with not one, not two, not three, not four, but five marriage prospects. And episode one is does a great layout, okay? So let me set the scene for you, okay? This guy has this lovely house. It's all uh, electronically based because his father's owned it and made it and everything. And um, we've gone upstairs, okay? And he comes out of his room, up across the top way hallway and comes down the stairs. 
into like the main living area and then there's like a porch and you go outside kitchen we haven't really seen but i've assumed it's around the back anyway he leaves to go to school and as he goes through his day he runs into one girl after another with each problems the first girl's problem is um she drops something and as she's running away saying bye uh, sorry i can't stay and talk blah 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 he picks up her panties that she's dropped um and saws him says oh if i see her later i'll give them back uh, and he gets very flustered. Like he, he doesn't lose any intent. Please tell me that when he sees her again, and he tries to return it, she goes, "I have a boyfriend." You're here. You're here. Okay, wait. So the second girl he runs into is a teacher. Uh, bear in mind, okay. And we're about to find out is his form teacher. Um, and she falls asleep on him on the train. And gets like very up in his face. We run into another girl who's getting her bra sewn off of her by a robot that she's accusing him of hacking. Another girl is getting humped by a dog who the dog then ends up humping him and she doesn't help him. And we've got another girl. That girl said, Thank you for taking one for the team. Yeah. (laughs) And there's another girl who, when he gets off the train, runs down the stairs behind him and ends up falling and lands with her meow meow. In his face. And um, yeah, so this guy is very unfortunate. The funny thing is this that on the television that he watched before he go to, went to school, um, there was a star sign prediction and said, Oh, if you are this star sign, these things are gonna ha- these are your lucky words for today. And it was something like uh, encounter, stairs, train, uh, and there was like two, a robot, and there was like another one, uh, which I'll link to these girls. Next plot point we find is that they're all in this class and he's like trying to hide his face like, oh my god, I'm so embarrassed, I don't want to be blah, 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 blah. And they all start throwing accusations at him and it's hilarious. Uh, and then he gets a letter in his um, locker. They meet me by the cherry tree. So he meets up by the cherry tree and it's the first girl. The girl who drops uh, her panties. And she's like, I'm in love with you. And I'm like, wait, what? That's that's fast. We haven't finished episode one yet. And he's like, huh? And... Um, as he goes to give her her panties back, which at the time he thinks is a handkerchief, they fly away and end up Wait a hooked. second. Is this the one where that whole interaction happens over by, like, a cherry blossom tree? Yes. That yeah, I think I, I think I accidentally watched that. Um, and by accidentally, I mean, like, you know how I like to binge watch things. I just kind of clicked on a thing and only got, like, one episode. Well, that's the here. end of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... And, yeah, the, the panties end up hanging on, like, the tallest branch. It's plain sight. And it's kind of hilarious. Mm. Um, anyway, that cuts us into episode two, leading off the reaction. He's now going home. So, same day, he's now going home. And all these girls are trying to confess their love to him. And he's like, fuck's sake, just leave me alone. And he goes home, opens the door. And who does he find? All five of them, on their knees, saying... Uh, welcome home, love. And he's like, "Do you know what he does?" Close the. He says, "Nope," and closes the door. Yeah, <laughs> and then they open the door and they're like, "What are you playing at?" And he's like, "Oh, I must have got the wrong house." And they were like, "Point at the door." And he's like, "Oh, you've got the wrong house. Bye bye." <laughs> and uh... I like when I like when male protagonists in a harem kind of situation are savage like that, just because. Yeah. Normally, you get the ones that are just so shy or, like, you could tell they don't know how to interact. 
Uh, and sometimes it almost gets to an extent where it's like annoying to me. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. As much as I love this anime, um, the main character, I can't remember his name right now and stuff, but the main uh, character, the love interest in, uh, you know, Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro. Like, great anime, but how shy he was and everything else like that, uh, you know, you can get away with it for a little bit, but when it's the same thing over and over again, it's just like, alright, I can see this in pretty much any harem anime. Like, I kind of just want to see someone be like an Issei and just be like, can I suck on them titties? You know? Just like, be savage. Be yourself. Why does everyone have to be shy, you know? Yes, I, I agree completely. Um... So yeah, then he gets a call of sorry, voicemail from his father, which basically says, "It's time you got married, son." Um, I said, "Here are five wedding prospects for you. You're going to be living with them from to now on until you decide on one to marry." Yes, one of them is a boy, but please do not worry. I do not judge. This is the 21st century, and uh, he's like, "My problem isn't with the boy. My problem is the one of them is my fucking teacher." And she's like, "Oh, don't worry. I've got permission from the school. Blah blah blah." And they've all been planning this for like weeks. They've all been staying in a hotel together. They all knew, but they didn't know who he was. It was like blind. Um. And so yeah, he, at first he like tries running out, and then they get him back in by convincing him like, "Look, we got nowhere else to go. We're sorry." And he's like, "No, it's my fault. I'm reacting badly. I understand." Uh. And then the funny thing is, he's like, "But unfortunately, I got no room for you guys to stay." And then we cut and we flash back. To when he enters the house. And originally when he left the house, it was just a house. Now there's a right wing to the house added on. And we look upstairs and remember how I described it as he comes out of his room, goes across the upstairs hallway and down the stairs. And then we're in the living area. Now he comes out of his room, goes across the hallway, and he can keep going across the hallway past the stairs to five bedrooms. Someone while he's been in school for the day has managed to add a whole five bedrooms and renovate his house in 24 hours. Not even 24 hours. Yo, like why does that sound me... like? Why does that sound like? Uh, what was it? Uh, maybe it was high school DXD. I think Rhea's made like a whole like section of Issei's house, yes. uh, and then like brainwashed the parents about like the real reason they were there, but they like did it overnight. That always amazed me. I wish I wish people could build that fast. You kidding me? Oh yeah, I know, right? That, that'd be fucking. That'd be Just one day you go from like a single story house to all of a sudden you got the mansion <laughs> yes agreed so um yeah guys that's a very good plot very interested anime and uh i mean i'm i'm enjoying it i think it's great and i think uh, everyone should give it a watch yeah, especially if you like the, the harem kind of kind of vibes and shows all right, uh, moving along, we got Eminence in the Shadow. Sorry, I, I did hear. I'm ordering my Which foods. I will say, that that main character in the trailer of Eminence in the Shadow, I haven't watched it yet, but I love her design. Oh, yes, yes. So, Eminence in Shadow, episode three. Shame not to be one of my favorite small anime in the season. This explains how our MC gets into a fake relationship with the princess of the school, which is the character you can see there with the white hair and the two uh, twin tails. Um, and it's very 
very fast-paced. Like, she knew it was a setup. She knew he only got dared to ask her out. She was using him because she doesn't want to be betrothed with the guy she's betrothed to. Um, we've got... And then but they start revealing certain things to each other and getting, like, emotionally involved. Um, that's basically the plotline of this story up until, like, the last five minutes where they're on the train... And then the next day, she doesn't turn up, and he gets arrested and accused of kidnapping her because no one can find where she is. And that is literally episode three. But oh my god, she's hot. Like, like, guys, like Lam just said, her character design. <sighs> yeah. And like, there are so many well-designed characters in this anime from what I've seen, and we're only in episode three. And he's got like a whole crew to build up yet. Oh man, I'm excited. I am excited. It's shaping up to be so well. Let's hope this is one of those animes that ends up being something that ends up being more than 12 episodes and ends up going on for like five, six seasons. From the Give sound of it, seasons. it looks like it's already great. Oh, and completely, completely. And like, it's based off of like, I think it's a light novel. So we got plenty mm. of content. Uh, moving along, we have Reincarnated as a Sword. Oh, I love the fucking review, the way I reviewed this one. So, uh, you all know how I love equipment upgrades and when they get new equipment and shit like that. And I mentioned last episode about the blacksmith who had the god eye, who could tell that he was a smart sword. And he's making, we, we, in this episode anyway, he notices the girl and explains that he knows about the sword, blah, blah, blah. And he's, he's like, don't worry, I don't want to take it off you. I don't want to reveal you to anyone. I only make armor for those who I deem worthy. So here you go. Armor? Check. Friendly blacksmith? Check. Saving others? Check. We had great character development? Check. Great fight scene and a cliffhanger? Check. 10 out of 10, a great episode. That's exactly what I wrote. And it genuinely was. Like, he's making her this, he gave her this new armor set, and then they drum all these materials on him. He's like, cool, three months time, I'll make you an even better armor set. We've got um, a new sheath for the sword being made, which should be ready in a week's time. Like, I just love, like, these little equipment kind of things. And then we see her kick some monster ass. And, yeah, it's it's just great. And we see her again interact with the village and, like, going through all the shops and saying hello. And, like, this, it was a simple episode, but sometimes the simple ones are nice to see. And it gives you the character development you didn't know you needed. And uh, it's nice to not have to keep the sword as hidden as much as we did previously. It's a great little anime, and like I didn't expect to enjoy an isekai of this kind of genre to this level, because it's not, you know, it's not typical. It's not like, oh, you've been reincarnated in another world as an elf or something. No, you've been reincarnated as a fucking sword. Like, okay, I didn't think I'd enjoy reincarnated as a slime, because it's about slime. Like, you're not going to have much harem. And, like, Speaking when I of isekai... elves and isekais, you know, there's one trope with elves that I just wish they would give me something different on. And you know the trope very well. That elf ends up being like a high-class uh, bow uh, person. You know, someone who's an archer. You know? Yeah. And I just wish one of these animes would do something along the lines of like... The dwarf is an archer. The elf is a swordsman. Uh, you know, so, something like that. Switch it all up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. Like, even if the rest of their race and stuff is like your typical trope. These are like the... 
oddballs of their group, but they're masters of their craft kind of thing. Like, I think that'll be an interesting thing to see. You know, I'm I, as much as I love elf characters and I love archers and stuff, I just kind of wish that animes would mix it up. Yeah, and I can I can I can agree with that. I can bottle that. It's it's just uh, yeah, I'm not sure how to put it, but it is very enjoyable. And like I said, I wasn't expecting to enjoy like reincarnated as a slime, but then when I saw that the slime could turn into a human, great. But I'm very judgmental with these kind of things. I don't know why. It's just part of me is just. I like having the human character interactions. Like, I still haven't watched. Um, I'm, so I'm a spider. So what? Uh, which but is another. You, but character. you did eventually watch reincarnated as a slime, right? Yeah, yeah, it did. And Good because otherwise got, I was like, gonna have to feed you Xion's cooking. Well, we've got we've got like the harem kind of vibe in that, and we've also got like all the human noise character interactions because Rimuru can turn into a human. But like, whereas with. Uh, um, yeah, but we all know the ultimate punish. We all know the ultimate punishment is Xion's cooking. We do. But whereas with so I'm a spider, so what? I haven't seen that the spider's been able to turn into a human. I can't deal with those non-human interactions, especially if it's a spider, because your boy hates spiders. But that's why I wasn't expecting to like this as much. But I do, and it's it's really good. Definitely worth the watch. Worth the watch. Moving on. Yeah, made war. Yeah, I gotta be honest, guys. I don't have much to say on this episode. Uh, I'm still processing it, and maybe when I have to review next week, because my literally typed down for this one. Uh, what the fuck? And I'm gonna attest this. That's literally what I've wrote. Is uh, what the fuck? No, I got this full paragraph you have written here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't attest to nothing. <laughs> I believe the fifth. No, he really like, does have uh, what the fuck written down. That's all he has written down. This 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 show is just so. Who thought up this plot? I just. My brain hurts, Lam. It hurts thinking and trying to unravel this anime and the plot. Oh, God. It's not bad by any means. Don't get me wrong, but. I just feel like at times they've took two genres, tried merging them together, and it's like I want to drive my head through a wall because this isn't working as well as they thought, but I'm still enjoying it. What the fuck? You're only enjoying it because it's, you know, cute girls have made outfits. Yeah, that blonde has got me, man. Mm. <laughs> I don't like the character design of the blonde, if I'm being honest. I mean, they each have their own. I, I, you know what it is? Is it's the way they did the makeup on her face, just looks so yeah. weird to me. Yeah, um, you know it's off-putting to me. Like the rest of the model, I don't mind. It's the makeup that they put on her face that throws me off. Yeah. So, so I will try and give this one more of a review next week with episode four. Um, hopefully, it kind of elaborates on episode three. But it was, yeah, my brain hurts now thinking about it. <laughs> All right. In that case, we'll move on to I've somehow uh, gotten stronger when I improve my farm-related skills. Uh, where Is we found out I've last got. week about how he likes to fight with a leak in his hands, as if he is some sort of far-fetched Pokemon, <laughs> and he throws carrots as if they're ballistic missiles that can kill dragons in one. As shot. if he's the Easter Bunny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know what, guys? I'm fucking. Be I'm loving it. Like. This guy, you know, they've beaten Ouroboros now, the purple dragon. 
the purple-haired girl has now got some of his powers. Um, and the MC gets a letter from his parents to go and see them. And you know what? He doesn't go to go and see them. He goes because he's such a farming junkie. And he found out that in that area where his parents live, there is some high-quality fertilizer. He goes for the fertilizer and just thinks, well, they're nearby. I may as well go and see them. Uh, and honestly, there's only one other plot point to this anime because we haven't actually got to where the parents are yet. Anna, cue the sensitive word. Um, yeah, as he's walking on his way to where his parents live, man almost gets uh, RP'd by a male orc who's, who he thought was just trying to be friendly. If I'm not to 100 in like 10 seconds flat. I kid you not. I mm. kid you not. It was um, kind of like almost an unneeded plot point. Like it wasn't like I'd expect it from like uncensored anime, for instance, should we just say. But like anime like this, I wouldn't expect that kind of scene. I mean, even like Sword Art Online, which has like the goblins and shit. Like, you don't see the goblins going around doing that shit. I mean, we have had some very risque scenes in Sword Online, don't get me wrong, with Arsenal and a certain creepy bastard. Um, yeah, I but... didn't like that particular angle no. that they did at all. Like, like, And like, I'm a Sword Art Online fan. Yeah, so, so that, Sword Art Online, that, that, that arc still makes yeah. me cringe. Even, even in that... Even in Sword Art Online, so like I'm trying to use this as an example, and Sword Online fits this example perfectly as well. That was unneeded. It wasn't needed at all. You could have done that whole arc without him trying to RP her. Okay? You just didn't need it. Um So it's just it's just shocking. It was just shocking. I enjoyed the rest of the episode, but that just set me back just like go, oh. Um Can we move along from this maybe? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully the next episode doesn't elaborate too much on it. We can move on. Alright, so moving along, we have uh, Welcome to Demon School Arumakun Season 3. <sighs> Guys, this was one of my favorite animes last year. This one I literally wrote gouged my eyes out. I'm bored. I'm fucking bored. I'm trying to watch entertainment and I'm bored. Like, I, it was so good. What? The, why? Oh, the pacing, the story, the plot points, the the character interactions. It's so dry, or sometimes so too much, and it's just not working. And it's like Rome's burning. Genuinely, it's mid. This episode was so fucking mid. You know, I wouldn't even call it mid. I'd call it trash. This episode was trash. And it hurts me. It really hurts me to say that because this show is amazing. Alright, fair enough. Yeah. I guess we'll just move along to uh, yeah, the Legend of do, the... It, hurt, it genuinely hurts me to talk about it because it's it was such a good show. Then we'll move along to uh, Legend of Mana, the Teardrop Crystal. So this is when I said I fell asleep in last week. I fell asleep because I was tired, because let me tell you something sure. When I went back and rewatched episode one and two and then episode three come out, oh my god, I was hooked. Animation's quality, the story's quality, the action's quality. Like, I, I can't like it's by fucking square. How could I have doubt in this? Um 
so yeah, as a whole, it's very enjoyable. It's a story about finding more of the race of people who come from gems. I forget what they're called. Uh, two of them come to this village. And when you find out, like, for instance, you can't leave villages that you grew up in unless you have knowledge of outside areas. And they kind of spring up in your mind, like kind of like a map. Um, and our protagonist is now trying to find these two people and become friends with them. Uh, again, after they leave off on their journey, well, they didn't decide to not take them with them because if a human cries for one of these people, they turn to stone. Um, and yeah, it's just so many plot points to get my head around. So I'm sorry if this review is kind of short, but all I can say for Legend Man of Teardrop Crystal so far is that it's very good, it's very hooking. And I think about everything I said about it last week. Okay, it is really good. Square, good job. GG, keep it up. No. And I'm glad to hear that because they, they've already taken quite a few L's this year. <laughs> yes, they have, haven't they? You know, especially with like Babylon Falls, didn't even really give the game a chance. Even that was the worst advertising I've ever seen from Square uh, for Babylon Falls. Uh, how bad the advertising was is I didn't even know Babylon Falls was a game until I found out that they were shutting it down. That's how bad the advertising campaign went for that. Yeah, I guess everyone, yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Mm. 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 Alright, so then we'll move on to your sneaky little favorite, Blue Lock. Chainsaw Man who? Fuck you, Chainsaw Man stands. Like, y'all trying to fucking say that Chainsaw Man's better than Bleach, blah, blah, blah. Chainsaw Man's not even better than fucking Blue Lock right now. And let me tell you for something, Michelle, Blue Lock's not being Bleach. But it's fucking up there, okay? It's doing the rounds. And it is kicking up dust. this is coming dust. from someone who's not a sports fan. Exactly. And my least favorite sport as well, to boot, no pun intended, is soccer, football. No, pun was completely intended. Don't let him fool you. Completely intended. <laughs> yeah. um, he, gets, he gets a kick out of these puns. So we learn in episode three that there's going to be a five game round robin. And if you lose, um, and it's going to be based on the top two teams get to continue and the rest of them will be kicked out of the blue lock. They lose their first match, obviously, because what happens here is it's about creating uh, from zero. And they psychologically try to understand this because the top player as well also go through. So they're obviously they're all out for themselves to start with. What it really meant was, and what we understood was, you turn that zero on the scoreboard to a one, everyone will rally behind that one person. Now, yes, that one person may be at the top of the leaderboard, but you can also rally behind that person, get that team up together, as well as that one person being at the top of the leaderboard, so can that team. And that's, that's where it came in. Uh, and they start to understand that, and they compare it to basketball. Not oh, basketball, sorry, baseball, which Japan is very good at because Japan, as it's described in Blue Lock, is a country where roles are needed and given, and they do their roles. And baseball is very much about doing your role. You stay in your position, whereas football slash soccer is about you're a midfielder, but sometimes you're gonna have to play defense, or sometimes you're gonna have to play striker. You never know. You gotta kind of go with where the match takes you, uh, and it's about reborn, rebirthing these strikers into selfish machines 
who can become the next level. Uh, and the episode was just straight fire. I cannot wait for the next one so we can have some more football action and uh, now see them work as a team. Man, it's so good. It's so good. Lam, you're going to have a field day when this is all out. An absolute field day. Fair enough. Even though it's my least favorite sport, I'll, I'll take a look. It's my least favorite sport as well. All right. Uh, so now we have the most confusing title ever, just due to the fact that it would lead you to believe that they're like friends with benefits or something. We got more than a married couple, but not lovers. Right. Oh, I love this show. Her, like, uh, sorry, I've our our best girl, main character, female design, pink hair. She she's first off her character design's perfect. Okay. Anyway, as I wrote in our little document, this anime makes me conflicted. The plot is so good, and I don't know whether to root for Team Akari, which is the pink haired girl, or Team Shiro, because we've got these two people who've been put together who never interacted with each other before, don't really like each other. We now have to act as a married couple and are slowly becoming closer and closer and closer together. It feels kind of forced, but at the same time, it's kind of cute when you see them falling for each other more and more. And their crushes have also been put together, but the crushes aren't working so well in the first month. But in the second month, when these two stop working as well, the crushes do very well. And the female crush for our male protagonist gets upset by this. And you can kind of, kind of, kind of can start to see a love triangle forming. I'm not sure about the male crush for the female protagonist. Uh, he's very up himself. He's popular. I'm not sure if he's really going to be involved in it much. Um, but we can very much see it's going to come down to a decision of he's going to have to make a choice between the girl he's had a crush on for the longest time or the person he's falling in love with due to living with her and being put into the school curriculum as being married with her. Is it going to come across as being forced? Is it going to become across as fabricated? Or have they genuinely, because of they spent time together, fallen in love with each other? Or is it just due to the amount of time they spent together? Does it make them realize that a crush is just a stigmatism? It's just uh, what you see on the outside, whereas you fall in for someone on the inside? You know, it's very philosophical. philosophical. Um, Philosophical. Because her philosophical last word. Because her crush is all about the outside appearance. He's popular, you know. He's very good looking. His crush is being a childhood friend. Very philosoph philosophical. Because let's be honest, most childhood friends don't get together, and you most likely aren't going to end up together with the popular boy crush if you're that if you're that popular girl. Okay. So it's very much like I don't know who to root for because both these girls, and I've read the manga, so I know both these girls end up falling for him as well and like root for him. And even at this point, we still don't know who he's going to get with. And I'm like, I know I'm rooting for Team Akari, which is the girl who he's been put into this married couple with, not his crush. I just, I don't know whether it's me because to me, she's just drew more attractively. Like you can't. You can't deny when you compare the two girls, she is just drawn more attractively. I don't know, but I also think that she's she's given him the confidence that he needs, and she has made him a better person. Um, and it's hard to let that go, isn't it, for someone else? But at the same time, that other person also falls for you. It's it's so it's such a mess of like a love triangle. To the point where you do not know who to root for. But that's what makes this anime very, very good and very, very pleasing. 
So yeah, I recommend this one to anyone, but I'm gonna leave that one there. Uh, I take a short BRB while my food is almost here. Uh, and then I'm gonna come back to you guys with the three hardest hitters of this week, which is Bokshi the Rock, Bleach Stars in your Blood War, and Chainsaw Man. Alright, so we back. will be right Two back. Minutes. And welcome back. So Mikey has gotten his food. Now he can shove his face with his burgers and fries. I have no idea oh, what yeah. he's gotten. <laughs> I just felt like saying burgers and fries. <laughs> yeah, boy. Uh so our very next one was Bochi the Rock. Like I be saying, this this anime hits home. Um like with how it's all about anxiety and depression and music bringing her back and like bringing her out of her shell. It's so good. And seeing her progress every episode is really heartwarming. So we find the lead singer, who is also a supporting guitarist, um, who has actually been in this band before, but didn't do so well. Because we find out her guitar isn't a guitar, it's a bass guitar. And she's like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Uh, but they form the team. Bochi slowly come out of his shell and teaches the newbie guitar. It's a great little episode. Um, the newbie's the redhead girl. And it's really, really sweet um, how they all interact with each other and all very supporting. And no one's really horrible to each other. Um, my only qualm with it is I want us to see actually get into the music now because this anime is very musically based. So I would like to see us get into some actual music making um actual music rather than i understand it's also about bringing her out of her shell but um, we need to find that steady mix is my only thing with bokshi but it's a great episode and um i feel like it's gonna hit everyone quite emotionally all right i do like musical animes and stuff uh depending on how well it's done though there are some oh. of them that are just unwatchable i'll be honest uh, I can't remember the name of it. I tried to watch this one. It was basically, alright, so the, the description was misleading. So the description had said something along the lines of, uh, you know, uh, a band, uh, a popular uh, pop band goes into a concert and becomes undead. So it leads you to believe that, you know, they were alive when they started the band and then all of a sudden became undead, like a zombie apocalypse kind of thing. But when you started watching it, you realize, no, they were already undead. And I got about like four or five episodes into it and I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. I can't believe I got this far into it because like nothing happened. Like at all. Yeah. They spent the first like five episodes trying to get their manager to, you know, help them out again and recover from like, this bad performance they had. I don't know. It was just bad. So I feel like musical animes go one of two ways. They're either really good or really bad. Yep. And that's my take for sports. Sports anime as well. That's, that, that's, they're very similar in that regard. See, it's hard to find a middle ground with either. Alright, so... Uh, moving along, we got uh, Chainsaw Man. I would like you to read out my my uh, sorry, not Chainsaw Man, Bleach. Thank you. <laughs> I do that to you every week, and you never <laughs> you never catch on. So we got Bleach Styles in your Blood War next. I hope Bex is in chat. Um, would you just like to re read what I put as the description for episode three this week? To use a Vex phrase, 
Mikey pissed all over himself and everyone. He broke the golden shower. Yes. Yes, I did. Because every episode is movie level quality. Every episode is insane. We had fight scenes. We've seen the new Quincy powers. We saw the start of the Quincy invasion. One of the, um, well, spoiler warning, but not quite. I don't know. One of our characters has been, in quotation marks, killed already. And a big character. Um, and it was just like hitting the notes one after another. They are not afraid to mess with people this week. They're not afraid to kill people off. They're not afraid to put in gore. Like, it's just one thing after another. And what really got to me was, after watching it, people like on Twitter, and like some people like, oh my god, this is amazing. Some people like, episode mid. No one said that so far. There's consensus, it's the best episode so far. But the people saying the mid, I'm like, are you guys watching the same show I am? Because this is anything but mid. That fight scene was insane alone that we had. Um, we had the Arankas who can detach their arms, make that giant beast, and the Quincy absorbed the beast and his form turned from his ultimate Quincy form into a mix of that with the beast itself, which looked vile and twisted. And the invasion with all the colors and all the, the details and the cinematics, with the racy flame pillars, they snap out of the series, eh? I'm lost for words. Every week, I've been lost for words. And we're going to touch on some more Bleach content in a bit. But, yeah, wow. I don't know, it all seems incredibly mid to me. I'm team my resignation will be on the desk in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to piss you and a whole bunch of Bleach fans off. Coming from someone who's never watched Bleach. Take it with a grain of salt. Alright, so moving along, we have uh, what many are arguing is better, but most are saying is not even close. We have Chainsaw Man. I mean, let's look at my anime list, okay? Even with all the review bombing from the my, uh, Full Metal Alchemist community, towards both animes, I should add. <laughs> Chainsaw Man's in like. 15th and Bleach is in second. So who's in first now? Full Metal Alchemist, obviously. See, here's the thing. I said something to Mikey before the stream started. And this is what I said. I said with how toxic the Full Metal Alchemist community is and what they do with the reviews... I feel like I'm going to finally watch Full Metal Al Alchemist. And I'm telling you right now, if Full Metal Alchemist isn't the best thing I've ever seen, I'm going to put their entire community on blast. Oh, please do. Because if this is, if it is not the greatest thing I've ever seen, the fact that you want to be that toxic because something overtakes it, and I see it as a mid-tier anime, is going to really piss them off and I'm not going to care. Because, you know, I'm gonna, if anything, I'm gonna be pissed off because I'm gonna look at it like, y'all made such a big deal out of it, out of, and this, and it's okay. 
you know? So I'm hoping that when I watch it, it's the best thing I've ever watched. But if it's not, be prepared because uh, a lot of people aren't going to be happy. I'm just going to put this little thing out there, but for my Archivist, the original series is mid. When they remade it with Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is the one that's in number one, not the original series, I'd like to add, um, which follows the manga faithfully. This series is anything but mid, okay? It is a very good show. It does deserve all the praise it gets. Does it deserve... Like, it could very well stay at number one as well. Don't get me wrong. What we did see was that it wouldn't because of Bleach, I mean, before the review bombing took over it, okay? It held that position for like a couple of days. So we know Bleach did better. But FMA, it is highly, highly good and an amazing watch. But it's their community members that let the show down. Um, unfortunately, it's the community itself that's toxic and thinks it's the best thing since Bleach. <laughs> I think it'll be funny if we ever get to the point where I can have like a even better website than we have because i'm gonna do an anime ranking things and uh i might not even pull, pull put full metal alchemist in the listing or allow it to be in the listing because i know how toxic their community is <laughs> you know like i might do something where it's in the listing but it can't be voted on you know what i mean mm -hmm. so that way when something comes along that's better no matter how much the full metal alchemist community cries I'm, I could turn around and be like, well, what do you want me to say? The anime was better than yours. What, you you can't review bomb it now? Oh, so sad. No? Oh, I hear you exactly, man. Yes, like it's such a shame because it's such a good show. Alright, I'm back. Um, but yeah, no, I think it would be hilarious if I get it to the point where, you know, people see that we have an actual listing that they can vote on, only to find out that Full Metal Alchemist can't be tampered. I agree. I agree completely. I think all hell would break loose in that community. I can see, imagine that subreddit right now. LambentcyShow.com won't allow us to, uh... Review bomb everything else. Such a horrible person. Now, now, why don't you listen Cancel to the why don't you listen to what you just said? <laughs> All right. Anyway, so, moving along, we have Urusei Yatsura. Did we even review Chainsaw Man? Wait, I thought we, I thought just we did. I think no? we did. No. <laughs> yeah, we just ranted about Full Metal Alchemist. Um, you know what it is? It's just such a toxic community. <laughs> Even I know it's a toxic community, so. It is. It's so toxic. Um, so yes, we brought in plenty of fun new characters. Uh, especially fan favorite power. Um, and we learn about ghouls and demons and the differences, the strengths and powers in experiments. Uh, we learn that the team that they're both on is an experimental team that our MC is on. And his new quest is to touch a pair of boobs. Um, now, good quest for a lot of people. I'll say, I'll be honest. You know, a lot of people. That's a that's a you know top tier quest right there. Now, I'm gonna say, everyone, if you're one of these people who are watching, who is on Twitter and saying, Makima is 
best. Makima is the goat. Makima is the babe. We all love Makima. I do Makima. Whatever. Y'all clearly haven't read the manga and do not know how much of a sick and twisted, using, corrupted piece of shit she is. And but her body, though. Cool. I mean, power beats her in looks like, fuck off. No, I'm just but, saying what a lot of people are. I mean, it's the, yes, it's the same yes. thing with the Himika Toga. Know. You know what I mean? But, but yeah. her body, though, Himika Toga yeah. doesn't even have a good body. You just like the fact that she's a blonde yeah. in a schoolgirl uniform. You know, the it's, a, it's the same thing. It's, it's the red haired girl you can see in the trailer. And you could just see in her eyes that, like, she's not human. Um, I'm just there, just like, y'all really should have read the manga, honestly. Because you're going to be glorifying this bitch, and you're going to be chatting shit, and then you're going to realize that everyone was right who called you out for your bullshit. Because she is not a nice person in any shape or form. Um, no matter how much she seems to make it sound like, because she's just deceiving the MC. And, uh, yeah, this, this shit, um, how should I put this show? Treat it like Game of Thrones, don't get attached to anyone. Mm. That's, that's the way I'm gonna put this show. Uh, but yeah, so all in all, for the episode itself, it was great. I mean, I was waiting for power to be brought into it, so I'm happy. <laughs> uh, rolling episode three tomorrow. All right, so then we'll move along to Yurisei Yatsura, which is an anime that was around when I was a kid. Really I'm showing sorry, my man. age there. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Guys, I found it mid. I found episode two so mid. I feel like we lost the plot line. I was bored. I I just I don't know. I don't know. I'm giving it the three to five episode rule. Maybe it was just this episode. But uh, you it without me? I told you earlier I did, honey. I said I'll rewatch it. Lauren Lauren's verbally abusing me because I watch Bleach without her. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, unfortunately Urusei Yatsura is, is episode 2 I don't know, I don't know Wait till she find up. out Wait till she find out that you watch Harem of the Labyrinth of Another World without her <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, about that <laughs> Wait, she watched with you? <clears throat> Moving on <laughs> he says no comment. <laughs> Alright, so moving along, we have the character versus character. Why don't you explain what our character versus character is before I reveal the image? It's not character versus character today, guys. It's organization versus organization. Evil organizations, I should have said. Um, wherein, you'll find in a lot of anime, they usually have an evil group. Um, and as simple as that. All right, and there were several that I was considering choosing. I was considering choosing, uh, I can't remember the name of them, but the enemies in the Seven Deadly Sins, as well as the League of Villains. But I went a completely different route. I went with uh, Team Rocket. <laughs> I was considering um, both the Stone Hunter and the Espada from Bleach. I also considered the Yokai from One Base. Um... Yeah, 
So there was a lot of options here, but I went for the Akatsuki from Naruto. And, um, yeah, Lamb's Choice never makes it easy for me to put up an, uh, a good sided debate here because they're so different. Like, well, I had a I feeling you were going to go for, like, a fighting thing. You, I mean, you would give me your option beforehand, but you also know I've never watched Naruto, so... I was like, like, if you had gone for, like, the League of Villains, or if you had gone for, like, the Seven Deadly Sins one, it would have been able to be put much of a more, um, fighting twist on it. Mm. But for this, it's Team Rocket. One best known for their fighting. They're more or less known for being corrupt bastards who steal Pokemon. Which is why I put them on there, because, mind you, like, it's not exactly what you're used to when you see things like this, but when I was looking at it i was looking more for like overall deeds doesn't have to be anything like murder or anything else like that um but like team rocket while its main focus is stealing or capturing rare and strong pokemon and selling them it also funds the conduct funds and conducts shall we say some rather cruel experimental research on pokemon and at times has even killed said pokemon in this research uh Mind you, I, a lot of people don't even know that Team Rocket has an oath. Did you know that? No. Alright, so it's posted on uh, the wall of one of their many base, bases. Is Their oath is, steal Pokemon for profit. Exploit Pokemon for profit. All Pokemon exist for the glory of Team Rocket. Jesus. That is their oath. Um, so obviously their ultimate goal is to take over the world using Pokemon. You know, so the most well-known uh, Team Rocket members are obviously Jesse, James, and uh, the leader, Giovanni. But they've got organizations throughout every region. Um, which, mind you, there's always some new region that Ash somehow is still 10 years old and has gone to. And Pikachu has mysteriously lost all his ability to battle strong Pokemon as he starts in a new era area and struggles against basic pokemon but that's an argument for another time but they're everywhere like it's completely throughout the entire pokemon universe you know what other organization do you know is worldwide in their universe mm -hmm. and that's the route i went like i could have gone with a fighting route like i said i was considering the league of villains i was considering uh, the Seven Deadly Sins, uh, you know, the enemies of Seven Deadly Sins. There were a couple others I was considering, but when I was thinking of it, I was like, no, I want to go with something that's worldwide. Very interesting, a very good concept. And, um, very good take on the topic as well. I went for the Akatsuki. So, whereas Team Rocket has quantity, it has numerous members. The Akatsuki are a group of 10 shinobi, um, with 2 or 3 working in the shadows. Um, so you should put 12. Uh, and they'll replace their members if a member dies or leaves. Um, and each one is just as much of a criminal as the next in their own respective villages. They are worldwide in their respective universe, to answer your question. Um... They all come from different villages. So, and they're all extremely powerful in their own ways. 
we have going from left to right. So we have Kakazude, whose money obsessed is well known as a thief. Um, and is he doesn't do anything without profit. Um, I'm pretty sure he'd even kill his own allies if it would get him a hefty sum of profit. You've got Sasori, who is from the opposite side of the globe, who is from the Hidden Sand, who does human experimentation uh, and turns those hu dead humans then into puppets. You've got Kisame, Hoshigaki, which is one of the Seven Ninja Swordsmen of the Mist, Rogue Ninja, uh, who I believe helped in the assassination of one of the Mizukages, which is the leader of the village, Hirokage, in the name. Uh, Conan is probably the least evil one out of them all, which is the girl you can see there with the purple hair. She can turn herself into paper, but other than that, she never really had much of a bad role. Um, Zetsu in the middle, he's like the mastermind of masterminds in this whole anime. Um, he's actually the spawn of the alien who originally came to this world. Uh, and he's been pulling a string for like thousands of years. Uh, he's also great at espionage as well because he can move with trees. The one with the orange here you can see there is Pain, who destroys the leaf village and has destroyed many villages. And it is actually controlled. That's the body. The body there is actually um Nagato. Sorry, no, it's not. It's Yahiko. So the body is Yahiko and it's controlled by Nagato. Uh so the body you can actually see there is a dead man. Itachi over there is actually a good guy who is infiltrated as a bad guy and framed in the Leaf Village as uh, assassinated his whole clan. Uh, sorry, not framed. He did assassinate his whole clan as under orders from the Leaf Village and then framed as if he was did it by himself. Uh, you have Daedara who is basically uh, bombs. He bombs everyone to put it simply and calls it art. Uh, and you've got Heathen on the right, which is uh, he's part of a satanic cult, basically, which makes him immortal. And the guy in the back was well, the guy who is like portrayed from most of the anime is pulling the strings, which is Toby, aka Obito Uchiha. Uh, but little does he know his strings are being pulled by Zetsu, which is in front of him. Now, that's a very long winded explanation of like the characters and their backstories, but that's the highlight, like, where. They've all come from to show like how they've come together. They've all got all different sets of abilities. They've all got different crimes, all from different parts of the globe. And all, all extremely powerful. And they have had previous members, such as Orochimaru and another Seven Inch of the Swordsman of the Mist before. And their main priority mission is reviving the Ten Hills and destroying the world. These two teams, now obviously if you pit them against a the fire, like, oh, let's put the Pokemon against the Akatsuki, the Pokemon are going to get fucking slaughtered, okay? There ain't going to be no way you're going to win in a fucking fight. When you put it down to, like, grievous deeds and what have they done, on the one hand, you've got the Akatsuki who's destroyed villages, killed people to get the tail beast and aim to destroy the world, and all these other crimes I've listed, human experimentation, murder, etc., then you've got Team Rocket, who is more of a... Their crimes are more, um, how do I put it? Like, experimenting on Pokemon and shit like that is... is what do you fucking call it? It's not ethical. Their crimes are uh, unethical crimes. Um, 
so it's very two different two different very different organizations run um, two completely different ways too yes um a uh, very interesting comparison um but the only team that could have been like uh in comparison to team rocket for the type of thing you were trying to do is if you brought up team galactic yeah um, you know, a lot of people forget about Team Galactic's Pokemon and stuff. <laughs> They're the only other ones to have caused a Pokemon's death as an organization. So, uh, you know, when you look at, uh, what was the name of the tower? You know you know that tower, you know, that dead tower thingy. I can't remember the name of it. You know what I'm talking about, though. Um, I do. You know, the Pokemon Ghost Tower, I want to say. Uh, I know what you're talking about. But... It's specifically stated the only two teams that have caused the death of a Pokemon that lives there and stuff are Team Galactic and Team Rocket. So, um, you know, obviously I went a completely different route. Of course, you know, I don't know why anyone's shocked at this point that I view it a little bit differently when I'm told things. But that's because I like to do a little bit of a challenge and make you think outside of the box. As I said, yeah, I could have, I, I, you know, I, ha I had a feeling what kind of team you're going to go for, um, or what kind of group overall, and I could have tried to match it with like the League of Villains or uh, the Seven Deadly Sins or anything along those lines, but like I said, my my whole thing was is I wanted to go for something that's more. How much area do they control? The way I put it down to is, if you were to have them on a bounty poster, who would garner more? And honestly, I think it's too close to call. Um, just because the worldwide renown, both are worldwide renown, both are wanted in like every place you go. Um, it's it's yeah, it's it's very hard to to decide. Um, but my my one point that I have of you is that I've even got Vex in chat saying the Akatsuki would win this, and that's coming from Vex. <laughs> I mean, she could she could say that and stuff, but you know, <laughs> don't get me wrong. You guys, you guys podcast. have all those fighting abilities and stuff. But here's the thing: if Team Rocket actually did what Team Rocket should do, which is you know their villains, with the strength of some of their Pokemon, if they don't sit here and wait for you to make a move, and they actually just you know break the rules and just attack, they've had several Pokemon over the years that are quite strong. Um... You know, and they've had temporarily control over stronger Pokemon. Let's not forget the time they had control temporarily of Mewtwo. I mean, you make a good point, but, but some of these are immortal as well. As I said, Hidden's mortal. He's not even dead right now. In in the Boruto game, the way he he got defeated, which is kind of funny, is that he got chopped up into itty little pieces and buried alive. It's fine. Uh, They'll just throw a Snorlax on him. <laughs> throw a Snorlax. Just throw a Snorlax on him, you know. Yeah, try to get up from that. <laughs> you, you wouldn't, there's no way you pay it. You wouldn't win a battle. But if we're talking, like, crime and, like, how much money they've garnered and shit like that, it's too close to call. And it's so different in their respective, but I respect both massively. I, um, I still think Team Rocket has so much potential that was never lived up it's like they're smart enough to do what they did but they're not smart enough to finish the job 
Like, well, when you've got when you've got people like Jesse and James on the fucking team, of course that's gonna happen. <sighs> Jesse and James, let's be real and stuff. They were just put in there and stuff for comedic relief, but in reality, let's let's be real and stuff. Jesse and James were at bounce chicka bounce bounce when the screen was off, because there's <laughs> yeah. no other reason for those two to be together. Yeah, yeah. You know, they hate each other. They're always talking shit to each other and shit. Like, there's no reason they would be together. <laughs> and then, I'm pretty sure that, you know, no nothing's ever really said about Meowth himself. But with all the Pokemon experimentation, I would not be surprised if Meowth is the direct result of experimentation that Team Rocket has done themselves. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised as well. Um, Rex says, I agree, and Lambie's show. But I think that was intentional. Uh, James did not swing that way. Uh, I said he's banging me out instead. And Vex says, if anything, Jesse was boning the head honcho to make sure she kept getting good missions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know. On that note, <laughs> we'll let we'll let people come up with their own conclusions, who they think would win. So on and so forth, but I purposely went a route that would make it hard to really decide because they went about things completely differently. So, you know, we'll leave it up to the viewers uh, who don't believe that, you know, people are banging their Pokemon. Um, and we'll move along to Look, our. Just uh, from that Wobbuffet, okay? She can't help it. She wanted him to Wobbuffet. The, the Pokemon equivalent of a vibrating dildo. <laughs> Well, I'm a fan. <laughs> Moving along, we have the anime highlights. Uh, starting off uh, with Mikey's suggestion, we have Platinum End. This is made by the same creator as Techno. Alright, so here's the trailer. Yeah, that definitely has some Death Note vibes. It does, doesn't it? Um, it's, a, it's a very. Uh, Death Note combined with like some mech uh, kind of anime. It's a very good watch. Um, it's about becoming God. Uh, 13 candidates chosen by 13 angels. Basically a death match. Um, to become God. It's simple as that. Alright. And then we have uh, my anime highlight. Which is uh, the maid I hired recently. Is Mysterious. Uh, very good anime. I think it's just now finishing up. So this is still a newer anime. So here's the trailer for it. Alright, so I know that's a short trailer and everything and stuff. Uh, it doesn't fully explain everything. It does explain about how he lost his parents and now he lives in alone in an empty mansion. Um, in the anime, you find out how he lost his parents. Uh, spoiler, so I'm not going to say how he lost his parents. But I will say that it starts off, he's already lost his parents... And he already has a staff of uh, maids and butlers at the time, but he also knows that since he's by himself, he's not going to be able to afford to have these maids and butlers on staff. So he allows them all to leave so they can go get jobs elsewhere and be maids and butlers for someone else. And so he starts living by himself, and that night, this maid knocks on the door, offering her services... And he informs her that he can't pay her at all, but she's willing to do it for free. And so she ends up becoming his maid. 
and the the whole series just centers around the relationship and how she keeps doing these things and he finds everything suspicious and i mean everything um and it's just it's got a lot of humor in it that it's just difficult to explain but there's definitely some uh tension that he's not aware of because he's too young to understand these kind of feelings at the same time um but at the same time it makes her completely blush it's just hard to explain it's something you definitely gotta watch uh i think anyone who watches this will think that this is a very good anime and on top of that no one can deny the beauty of this particular character um but that being said we're gonna move into the lambency show recommends First off, we have I've Been Killing Slimes for 300 Years and Maxed Out My Level. This was recommended by Mikey. Uh, so he, here's a trailer for that. Which, by the way, great choice. So that was a trailer for uh, I've Been Killing Slimes for 300 Years and Maxed Out My Level. Uh, before you explain why you recommended it and stuff, when you were bringing up the whole Beast Gamer and you brought up the dragon thing and I saw the design, I... Oh, this is the anime I was referring to about how it looks so similar to the dragon in this one. I'm with you. I know. This but, anime uh, is amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, I want to I get the manga for that, man. Even more so, I need a statue of her because she is she's waifu material, okay? I'm just putting that out there now. Um, I really enjoyed the show. It was not what I expected, and it was really fun. Um, and this is exactly what it says in the premise, you know, woman dies, gets reborn as an undying, which kills slimes every day for 300 years and maxes out a level in her powers. Uh, no one can beat her. It's literally as simple as that, and it's great fun, meets loads of new cool people, new cool races, and I just, I really enjoyed it. I think it was really fun. I need more. I want more. And this is why I wanted to get the manga. Come on, yeah. This, this... Uh, Rimuruhu? Who needs it when you've got... We've been killing slimes for 300 years. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Alright, and then we have my uh, Lambency Show recommend, which is Kill La Kill. So here's a trailer to that. Alright, so that was a trailer for Kill La Kill. Now, yes, this is more aimed towards adults, so on and so forth. Especially with its graphics and stuff. Uh, I'm pretty sure you've seen this anime there, Mikey. And, I need some uh, kill, kill Yeah. You gotta admit, the story itself is actually really interesting when you really dig deep into it and you start learning as the story progresses. Plus, on top of that, uh, that I believe her name is Monko Mankanchu, her best friend, is just absolutely hilarious to me. Like, <laughs> the way she conducts herself around uh ryoko is just hilarious to me you know um but this story has many plot twists uh between the main character and who she considers to be the enemies and let's just say without diving too deep into it for those who haven't seen it and spoiling anything uh it's more than just about her father who has been killed and you know her exploring things because there's a lot more family issues behind the surface you had anything to add to that no you've hit it dead on the nail all right 
So now we're going to move on to the news. So let me go over to the Discord. News. Uh, do you want to do the news in the uh, document first? I never even tabbed any of that up. I didn't know I was, I didn't know I was <laughs> supposed to tab any of that up. All right, all right, all right. Um, do it to everyone first. I don't mind what we're doing. All right, so. All right, so I'm in the Discord. We'll do Discord first. Get, I mean, get on Discord a second. Do, do, do. Well, I'm seeing show. I don't mind. New scroll, scroll, scroll to the first one. Yes, so we've got Siyokoti. New Sagas was even an anime adaptation for Jan July 2023 by Sutsu, Makaria, and Yokohama Animation Laboratory. And it looks very interesting. Quite very an action-y isekai quite like it uh, another action isekai kind of anime that i've seen is reborn to master the blade from hero to king from hero king to extraordinary squire anime key visual the anime begins in january 2023 and uh looks very good uh two bits of sasuke manga news now one posted slightly earlier than the other so i'll read them both out now so this one from here is from a good friend I have on Twitter, uh, Forever World. Uh, Sasuke Resident is number one in Japan with over uh, with over a million views in 24 hours, and it was number eight on Manga Plus in the US with over 275k views. Uh, it doesn't include US jump readership either. Safe to say, fans are showing up to let them know, hey, this is what we wanted all along, not Boruto. <laughs> and then later on, um, we had. Sasuke Retsudan has reached over 1 million views and it is now number one in um, the West as well as in Japan. Now, after that, we had Aeon's Area ends today in Manga Plus thanks to Fusai Naba for his exciting Otherworld lit thriller. It was a very good manga. Uh, we got Arcanite's Prelude to Dawn official anime trailer, the anime is scheduled for October 28th. We will be reviewing that one as I have played the game on mobile. Vinland Saga Season 2 official trailer with opening song. Release date is announced for January 9th, 2023. The opening song is River by Anonymous. And uh, everyone is hyped for Vinland Saga. Everyone really liked the first season. It's done by Studio Mappa. We've got Lupin Zero anime announced. The sixth episode anime scheduled for December 2022. It's done by Telecom Animation Film. Kind of weird. Six episode anime. Not sure what it's going to be about. And uh, skipping over the Sasuke one to the last one. Um... We have the one after that one. The, we have My One Hit Kill Sister anime key visual. The anime begins in 2023 and it's done by Gekko, uh, which is looks very good. I kind of like her character design. Yeah, I can see why. <laughs> and then over into the document, I've got a couple of things to cover as well. In slightly more depth. So the biggest piece of news we had this week was. Club Outside's Bleach Top 10 ranked Bankai's Shikai's Resurrections poll discussion. Uh, I've got this Atlantis in the document up now. I've got all the character photos linked um, to make it easier for Lamb because he's doing it from 1 to 10. We'll do it from 1 to 10. So start with the best going down to 10th. And uh, we'll go from there. I'm on. I have that up. Uh, the first one up, cool. So the uh, ranked at number one was Rukia Kuchiki's Hacker no Tergame. 
or its full name is Sode no Shira Yuki Haka no Tagame, which is the Bankai version. This game, number one, did not surprise me. It's very beautiful. It is very strong and comes with a massive risk to the user. What this does, it turns everything to uh, sub-zero around her, including herself. And if she moves so much as a fingernail, she will shatter. That's how strong her Bankai is. And it's the most pretty Bankai as well. As well as has the most pretty sword spirit, as you can see on the left-hand side. So, to say the least, I'm not surprised that this got number one. However, what got number two shocked everyone, and everyone was happy about it. We got Kinichi Maru's Shinso. Kamin no Shiri... Kamin Shi... <clears throat> Kamishini no Yari. That's the him. Uh, which is his Bankai form. Uh, and it's quite... It's not as flashy as Rukia's, no. It doesn't change his outward appearance. It's simply his sword extends to a god knows how long amount uh, within 0.1 of a second. You can't even see it. And it shoots straight out like a bullet. And it's extremely long. And it fits his character perfectly. Like, he's like a snake. And we love it. Coming in number three was Ichigo Kurosaki, the MC, with Tensa Zangetsu, his bankai, uh, which turns his robe black with a red inlining and makes the sword uh, thinner, actually. Whereas most bankers make your sword more flashy, his goes less flashy. So it condenses his spiritual pressure. However, this is the banker they chose to show us, but he does have others later on when he grows more powerful. Um, and yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, it wouldn't be right if the MC wasn't on the top 10. Now, what I don't think deserves to be on this list is number four, Rukia Kuchi again with Sodeno Shirayuki, which is just the Shikai form, which is, for anyone who doesn't watch Bleach, it's the form before Bankai. So when we're talking about this, think of it like Goku going Super Saiyan 1 and then Goku going Super Saiyan 2. This is like her Super Saiyan 1 form, and Rukia, and her first, the Rukia that was in first is like her Super Saiyan 2 form. And honestly, uh, Sodeno Shirayuki in a Shikai form is just mid. Nah, I don't think it deserved it. Then we got number five, one of my favorite characters, Shinji Hirako, with Sakanade. And that's just a Shikai. Uh, the Bankai was revealed in the Cannot Feel Your Own World Light novel, which I believe I actually have. Yes, I do. So, <laughs> give me a second. Mm -hmm. so yes, the, what his Shikai does is takes you into the inverted world where up is down, left is right, right is left, uh, corner to corner, etc. It makes all your senses confused. It's brilliant. I love it. And the portrayal of it in this panel was brilliant. You can find his Bankai reveal in this light novel book as well. You cannot fear your own world. Uh, and there's three of them. And honestly, yeah, he deserves to be ranked higher. Much higher. Shinji's, Shinji's a go. Uh... But yeah, I, I love him. Maybe I'm personal bias. I'm not sure. Coming in at number six was Byakuya Kuchiki with Senbon Zakura Kageyoshi. His Bankai, which turns his sword into miniature swords resembling rose petals. And he's actually featured in that character versus character before, if you remember rightly. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, he's again another character that deserves to be ranked higher because his abilities are just coated. Next one's an interesting one. Um, the future head captain of the Soul Society, once the current one passes, Shunsui Kyoraku, 
with, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, Katen Kyotsu Karamatsu Shinju. Uh, his Bankai, which is very interesting. There's two soul, soul spirits in this particular one, uh, the Opai one, well, I'll add, uh, in like a pirate kind of dress-up. Uh, and his sword is all about using Japanese childhood games against his enemies with rules. And if you break a rule, obviously you're going to get hurt. I think one of the games, for instance, that he plays is stepping on a shadow. And if you step on your own shadow or step on someone else's shadow, uh, his sword will appear from that shadow and stab you, basically. Uh, it's a really fun bond guy. And uh, the fit in the head captain, yes. No, it's you remember that fight. No, it's not fun for everyone else. Next was an interesting one uh, that not many people des thought deserved to be in the top 10. Uh, I kind of like it. It's Izuru Kira's Shikai uh, Wabiske. <clears throat> now, this picture here is quite interesting. It's from after he gets a hole blown out of him, and Mayuri Kutsuchi decides to patch him together with like those steel rods, as you can see. Um... What his sword does in his Shikai form, well, I don't think we've seen his Bankai, but in his Shikai, where every time he hits it, someone with it, their weight doubles, or the object that they, he hits it with, that weight doubles. Um, and the shape of it is kind of like a... God, I would hate down. that if I just got out of the gym and lost a bunch of weight only to be hit by that <laughs> sword. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't initially put on weight, it's like, you get weighed down. Does that make sense? Oh, oh so like okay. if something you don't like, it doesn't make you fatter. <laughs> it just, it just, I was it like, that sounds like a nightmare. But at the same time, imagine him as a gym owner, just like, yeah, you're doing great. Boom, just slowly starts tapping people, so they have to keep coming back. So, so, well, yeah, to take the gym owner analogy again. So you see someone lifting, I don't know how, I don't know how they measure, but they're doing they're doing some weight training. He just gives the weights one or two taps doesn't even need to move the peg, he just taps it a couple of times and all of a sudden they're moving like d double and then doubled again the weight they originally trying to lift. <laughs> That's just cruelty. <laughs> but his sword is even more interesting. So the way you can see is like a box without like the top part and what is actually called is an executioner's blade. Yeah, it's called a J. And, yeah, it's, it's a J. It's shaped like a J. Thank you. Or a hook. Um, or a hook. And you're meant to hold it like this in your execution stance, put it around the person's neck and yank it up and behead them with it. And I've, I've seen it done, and it's gruesome. Uh, and it fits his character perfectly with his depressed kind of persona. Um, but did it deserve to be in top 10? No, there's definitely better. Number 9, which I would have put in number 1. Toshiro Hitsukaya. Dai Hurin Hirin Oh my Maru. god, that's that's freaking what's his name from My Hero Academia. Academia. So uh, I couldn't get a picture showing both of his forms. Um, his bog Todoroki, standard form. That's what I'm thinking of. Todoroki. Yeah, that's Todoroki. His bog, his bog standard form is that of like a 12 year old boy who's a prodigy. Uh, but when he releases his Bankai and his true Bankai, now not the Bankai you can see in the original series, which is only like a half completed Bankai. Um, his true Bankai finally reveals his adult form, which he doesn't like using for one reason or another. Um, but it, it allows him to use his full power, basically, and it turns him into this... No other word, but stud. <laughs> and his ability, unlike Rukia's, which is total zero, is ice controlled by the weather. 
any moisture in the atmosphere, any water nearby, he can turn to ice. Um, very interesting ability. Definitely deserves to be higher. So does this last one, number 10, Kisuke Urahara. Uh, his Bankai has not been revealed yet in the anime. It is manga only so far. Uh, it is known as the Weaver. Uh, and its name is Benahime. Uh, and basically, his isn't a combat-ready manga, a, man a combat-ready Bankai. Uh, it allows him to stitch body parts back together. It allows him to stitch his foes, rip them apart. It, it's it, basically anything you can do with a needle and a thread, he can do with Benahime. And um, yeah, he can create anything from it. That's that's how he's so powerful. Benahime is, is a force to be reckoned with. So do I think uh, top 10 Bankai Shikai's Resurrections were good? I think some of them were definitely qualified. Some of them deserve to be higher. Some of them didn't deserve to be on it. We didn't see any Resurrections on this list, actually, because the original uh, panel was actually a top 100. So I only took the top 10. Um, special shout out to our uh, number 69 place, which was kind of funny, actually. <laughs> It was a Sparta nice. num. It's a Sparta number nine, and a Sparta number nine is in this kind of like test tube, you know, with like water in it and shit. And it's two little skulls, and because it's a Sparta number nine, you have one of the skulls have a nine on it, and the other skull has a nine on it, but the nine's upside down, which looks makes it look like a six. So it's sixty nine, and just happened to get the position in the poll number sixty nine for its resurrection. And it was just a nice little, huh, not sure if that was staged or not, but if, if it wasn't, I, the community did well. <laughs> um, so yeah, guys, we, we've definitely got some good Bleach news there. Uh, just a couple of things to cover. I haven't really got any panels or anything to go with these. Oh, we do. Again, the oh, do we? Yeah. Oh, I, oh, you love to hear it. You love to hear it. So the Sasuke manga being in number one for 24 hours, within 24 hours, what have I got to say? Except about for this? the last one, the trails of drama, I can't find something, but no, the rest I got something. Um, the Sasuke manga being in number, oh, you can go to my Twitter for that last one, actually. Uh, it's one of my recent recent posts. Um, yeah. Mm. So it falls on from Kakashi Retsudan, which uh, my lovely partner has actually bought for me for Christmas. And People don't actually realize it does, and they're commenting on like, "Oh my god, where's Naruto's illness suddenly come from? Why? What's going on? Why have we suddenly got this?" I'm so confused. I'm like, "Well, it was in the light novel. It was in the manga. Do not have you pay attention." But everyone's like praising Sasuke Retsudan because, you know, this is what we should have had instead of Boruto. We should have had the light novels adapted before we even got to Boruto, um, because it's it's just so much better. Like this is what we were asking for for ages. This is what the fans wanted. You animate a series by Sasuke, it's going to do a hundred times more better than Boruto ever did. Um, and I like Boruto. So massive props to Sasuke and the Naruto community coming back full force for the Naruto anniversary. They recently redid 10 minutes worth of the best scenes in Naruto, uh, which you can find on my Twitter. Um, if you scroll down, that is. But, yeah. It's... I, I'm, I'm happy to see Naruto coming back in force. Next, we got a little post. Um... Which was a Nintendo claiming that they are the home of JRPGs in their recent ad. 
Hmm. Yeah, I am not sure how to take this. Like, okay, hear me out. So, Nintendo are very good for JRPGs, yes. Obviously, we have JRPGs that aren't any on, any on, on any other system, like Xenoblade, like um, some of the Shin Megami Tensei series, some Dragon Quest games, yes. Is it the home of JRPGs? I don't think it does. I think PlayStation's the home of JRPGs these days. Um... Especially when you look at like the YS series, the Trail series, the Dice Saga series, the Final Fantasy series, the other Dragon Quest games, though some Kingdom Hearts, some of these games can't even run on a Switch. Um like Kingdom Hearts itself as well. No one wants to touch it on Switch because you've got to get it off of like cloud gaming or something on Switch, and people were like up in arms, like, why can't you just put it on a actual cartridge for us? Because it's too big. So do I think it's the home? No. No, I, I really don't. I think it's going to grow stale fast as these JRPGs get bigger and bigger because you can't handle them. Um, because PlayStation has the hardware to do it. I mean, I'm sorry, Xbox, you don't have a horse in this race. Yes, you're doing better, but you're still not going to be anywhere near the standard for years to come. Um, so yeah, I think it was a very bold move by Switch, especially considering the games that it has on it. Very few of them are exclusive to that system. I think the only ones I can think of that are exclusive to Switch are the Fire Emblem series, because that's made by Nintendo. And the um, some of the... Sorry, and Xenoblade. Xenoblade. For instance, we've got um, Shin Megami Tensei, which those games usually end up coming to other platforms eventually, if they already have. So, I think it was a bold claim. I'm not sure about you, Lam, but I just I don't think Switch is the home of JRPGs. No, it's not. I don't think it can handle it. I, I think it's it's you know if it can't handle putting Kingdom Hearts on a cartridge, it ain't got a future for JRPGs. They need to think of something. That's that's my hot hot take on it. You see Vex talking about uh, you t- better talk about a ju- sexy jutsu better be in this compilation so i had to respond gojo has been sealed for over over a thousand days <laughs> i gotta be honest with you sexy jutsu hasn't been in, even in like boruto like it's it's genuinely died out and it's sad to see hopefully they bring it back in some kind of shape or form even in flashbacks that'd be like nice to see anyway next piece of news is harvest stella this is just me covering this because i'm biased and i love this and i'm really looking forward to it uh, it's coming out on the 4th, and this is basically Stardew Valley slash, I don't know, Animal Crossing meets Final Fantasy. Um, and I do intend to review it when it releases, um, because the action and the quality look at it, of it look really, really good, and so does the harvesting side, to the point of, I think Square's done a really great thing here, and managed to fight, strike the balance between the two. Uh, did Boruto ever even get better? I gave up so quick on it. Then I the magic spark. It took about 100 episodes. But then it got good. And I know that you're like, oh, I can't give it 100 episodes. I've got a couple of reasons. Okay, spoiler warning. <clears throat> if you want to see Jiraiya, if you want to see Jiraiya again, you're going to want to watch it. Okay? Just putting that out there. And it gets good. It gets like Shippuden level good. With By like, the way, the new... I see why I couldn't find Trails of Drama because we're talking about Trails of Azure. Yes. <laughs> um, 
Yes, so like we have like uh go into the past arc with Jiraiya Vex. We have a new bad guy team which rivals that of the Akat scheme. We're looking more at the alien species that come down. Um Naruto has an illness that's killing him. We have new characters which are strong. And honestly, the first half of Boruto is like about Boruto, and the second half about Boruto does focus more on the appearance and shit like that. And it very much feels more Naruto. Uh, so if you can grind and get through the pain, and some of it's funny if some of it is good in the original series, uh, in the original half of Boruto, if you can get through that, then you can get to the good part. Because what happened was Kishimoto gave the story to a different author. That author then got arrested and he took it back over. And you can tell from the moment he took it back over, it got good again. Um... And that was, yeah, that was like the turning point. And it, you could see it as clear as day. Um, and like, there are some major plot points that I don't want to spoil, but you, if, you, if you're a big narrator fan, there is a major, major death uh, of a big original narrator character that you'll also want to see. And I'm talking huge, like one of the biggest characters. What did he get arrested for? I believe um, it was disorderly behavior. Um, I believe he was drunk. Drunk and disorderly. Oh, Kakashi, please. No, worse. Worse. Much worse. Much worse. Kakashi No, not Kakashi dies. I'm trying not to spoil, but I'm trying to sell Boruto at the same time. I said, well, okay. you already know. But you already know because I spoiled for you ages ago. <laughs> anyway, my last piece of news, guys, is the trails of drama. <sighs> we talked about a little bit about this yesterday. <sighs> okay, so journalism. Okay, we've all touched on it. Y'all need to fucking proofread and proof look at the images and the document that you are writing. Here you can see, guys, a review. The Legend of Heroes Trails of Azure, with all the correct information below. With one massive issue. The picture. Take evidence piece of one here. You can see the picture in the in in the screenshot right here of I'm putting in air quotes trails of Azure. If Lam wouldn't mind clicking on the next in my reply to my own post on the next part. You'll see the actual image for Trails of Azure. Can you all see the difference in the games there? Yeah, it looks the How same could... to me. <laughs> <laughs> They're from the same series. This is from the Crossbell arc, which came after the Sky series and bef Sky arc and before the Cold Steel arc. For anyone who hasn't played Trails, or it's one massive story set in arcs with different characters which eventually meet up. Uh, so, like, you have the Sky Arc, which then goes to the Crossbell Arc with a different set of characters, and then those sets of characters from both those arcs end up being Cold Steel with another new set of characters. And now we're in another arc. Uh, this was taken from Trails of Reverie, I believe. Um, and we also have more games. We're about four or five games behind in the Trails series. Yet they used a screenshot from the wrong game. Like, come on, guys. If you're going to write a journalism about a fucking game, use the right screenshot because this is false selling the game. People are going to buy this thinking, oh my god, this looks great. Not realizing it looks more like a retro JRPG. 
like, do you not know, like, some people don't care about, like, loading up more than one review. They will look at this one review and think, oh, yeah, this game looks good. I'm going to go, go get it. What the fuck? This game isn't the same as what I read. And, you know, you, you've really got to put more stock into what you say and what into what you do. And it's, it pisses me off. Like, this is my favorite game series. Um... And you know this massive JRPG series is done by Neon Falcon for anyone who doesn't know he's done who's done the YS series as well. I, I I just I can't fathom how someone can fuck up this bad. Like some intern's gonna get fired when they catch wind of this. I'm telling you. <laughs> um But yeah, that's 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 our stories for this week. That's our episode reviews for this week. That was a lot. That was a lot that happened in one week, I'm gonna say. <laughs> that it was. Oh damn. Uh, by the ah. way, I said this yesterday on yesterday's podcast and stuff on this week in gaming. We are on iHeartRadio, unfortunately trying to hook it up to uh to what we use to get it on all these other platforms, our RSS <laughs> feed. Yeah, I'm putting exactly what it's requesting, but it's not registering it, so you know, fun. Way to go. <laughs> but, yeah, we're on more, more platforms now than we have been before. Uh, don't forget, Lots our now. latest blogs right now are on the re- remake of Resident Evil 4, uh, mini clips shutting down, and the Department of Homeland Security investigating a link between terrorism and video games, because that hasn't been beaten like a bush before. I don't oh, know how many yeah. times we could prove that there's no correlation and stuff, but nope, let's let's have the Department of Homeland Security give grants to companies to try to prove it, right? Yeah, not wrong at all, my friend. But uh, this has been the weekly anime recap from com, and now we have reached the part of the podcast where we are going to raid out. So let me see if I have anyone on. You have anyone on? Let me have a look. Should probably refresh this to see, because those are the same people from yesterday, and I doubt they're still on. Like twenty-four hours later. I have a friend playing Hollow Knight. I have a friend playing a Plague Tale Innocence. Either or, I don't care. Uh, we'll go with Hollow Knight. It's, it's got less people in it than. Plague Tale, and who doesn't love some Soulsborne action? Okay, and what's the name? Noah MP3. Got it. Alright, so we're gonna raid Noah MP3. We're gonna hit him with a hashtag Lambency Show Raid. That being said, that is gonna be the end of this podcast. We hope everyone enjoyed this podcast. And until next time. You guys enjoy yourself.